0: to ring post radio episode five welcome everybody welcome to the sunday morning recording we i think we've set it on finally what kind of uh, days we're gonna recording our recording schedule here i'm very excited i'm ryan Knightsey with me as always is scotty edwards scotty welcome to their sunday morning this is a uh, church uh, for wrestling fans i guess in a way how are you doing
1: i am here that is how i'm doing I am here, mm-hmm. and that is as good as I can be at 9.23 a.m. on a Saturday morning, fresh off uh, Saturday. I don't know. I didn't do anything last night. I was going to say, like, fresh off. Of, <laughs> fresh off oh of my, sitting God. around my ass. and <laughs> Yeah, pretty much. Watch it. I, I think I watched some wrestling that was randomly from, like, August because I'm so far back because I went on vacation, mm-hmm. and that was, you know, just destroy the schedule like I'm mostly caught up in everything else but gotta watch a few uh matches and change so that was my night last night because I watched the g1 during the day so yeah there we go yeah uh
0: that 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 930 a.m feeling is like how speaking of church how I would describe myself growing up being like, I'm definitely here right now. I'm a, uh, I'm an elementary school student that doesn't quite understand what's happening, but mm-hmm. I am definitely
1: awake at 9.30 on a Sunday. Oh, it's true. It sounds sus, but it's okay. <laughs> it's okay. Sundays are for, you know, you get through the recording, and then if you're tired, you go take a nap, because that's Sunday, in a nutshell. You're welcome.
0: Well, it sounds like we all know what Scott is going to be doing after this recording. <laughs> Taking a yeah. big old nap. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it's hard being a wrestling fan, especially when um, there are, there is a lot of good wrestling that's international. Cause if you want to watch it, you kind of have to be awake at weird uh, I forgot odd to hours. Warn you,
1: I'm going to be a mess next week. What do you mean? Oh, oh the finals. I, cause, Cause I'm going to watch the stardom finals live on Saturday. And that is absolutely going to affect me for the next. 24 to 48 hours i can't wait so so when i you know scrape myself up and get on the show next week don't expect the best version of me just expect the version of me that is far lesser than the one you see here (laughs) <laughs> i if love you it get any, if you get anything more congratulations <laughs> i love it.
0: it i think it all depends on how the finals are you know what i mean like if, if assuming they're great i feel like you'll have the energy to talk but if it's just uh, like a disappointment for whatever reason you're gonna come on here and be like come on man i don't know
1: i don't know how it is this- like one way it can be disappointing, but I'm not even going to put it into the world. So just Look, let's man. not even act like it. Look, nope, man. Fukigen death in the finals would be great. Well, that's impossible. <laughs> so I'm not worried about that. You also, say that now. But if COVID takes out everybody, move. if COVID takes
0: out everybody, then and death in the finals is the best. If COVID outcome. takes out
1: everybody, then we're going to have a serious problem. And I'm going to be way more upset than. You could even imagine. That's
0: fair. There'd be bigger fish to fry, certainly. Um, well, then, uh, I got... Uh, yeah, it's a early morning Sunday. Uh, getting Got to record today. Um, excited to talk about wrestling. Every week, we, we talk about wrestling here. I'm very excited yeah. to talk about it again. Um, uh, I got some, some news bits for you, Scotty. So want to get your quick thoughts on all these things. Last Monday Night Raw, as was announced earlier in the day, um, Big E Langston, uh, bi- last name pending, I guess. Uh, I Big, e, Big E Langston uh, tweeted out that he was going to cash in his Money in the Bank briefcase. And he did just that uh, following Bobby Lashley versus Randy Orton's uh, match, there, that title defense there. A lot of leg work on Bobby Lashley. Then they have the match. Biggie cashes in and he wins the WWE. Sorry, the WWE Championship for the very first time ever. Popped uh, the show itself didn't pop a huge rating, but that segment popped a huge ass rating for the entire show. Kept it afloat. The the rating idea worked against Monday Night Football. Scotty, thoughts on Biggie Langston winning the WWE Championship?
1: Well, I'm only gonna call him Big E because I have to write about it and if I start writing Big E Langston, there's gonna be a problem. Mr. Langston, uh, he said. Uh you know, I I always created a heel character for him and it was just Langston. It wasn't he got rid of the Big E instead. Anyways, that's not what we're talking about. Mm-hmm. Uh Big E becoming WWE champion is one of those uh great moments that WWE still can produce for fans. I think I think we get all caught up in a lot of the way they change things and, you know, the releases and the... This is an endless list of bad things that they do, so I'm going to stop. Uh, but the, but <laughs> It can easily turn into just yeah. that. Yeah, like, but what they can do is they can give you these incredible moments for these incredible wrestlers that have long-deserved moments like this. I think we can all agree that Big E deserved this moment for years now it's not a matter of oh he finally earned it he finally should be there no he should have been there for the past five years but the fact that he got there at all is why we you know as a fan we can just appreciate that and there's few people i've seen win a world title and get the amount of praise from everyone in the business whether it was from aew wwe ring of honor impact the praise was everywhere i couldn't believe how many people were so happy. oh i could believe it because i think it's very well known how much biggie means to a lot of people Yeah, as just a overall human being um you know and, and my favorite part was you know the wrestlers in wwe who you know are typically heels or even have feudal with biggie they were just they were so happy for him becky lynch uh bailey and sammy's name was a really funny one because they feuded over the title literally a few uh about a year ago mm-hmm. so i just thought it was such a great moment i could have been there but i was not changing my entire day to get to monday night raw for five minutes i i love biggie biggie's one of my favorites but i was just like i not happening it's just not gonna happen that no no i can't i can't oh, yeah. force myself to raw right now but when it gets add to it huge moment deserving and now he gets his chance to lead a brand and it's likely going to be Ross so good luck to him but um he could do a lot of good things as champ
0: yeah definitely a well-deserved moment uh for Biggie a guy that's like you said deserved this title win years ago and you know a little late, but you know we got there. I guess eventually. Um, so definitely well deserved. Are you at all concerned, like I am, about the future with Biggie and everything? Because you know you have the title match that you know you could argue protects Bobby Lashley a lot. Uh, he, you know, Bobby Lashley loses after having a title defense against a legend like Randy Orton in that universe and have his leg worked and all that stuff. And he's obviously protected. Are are you, are, are, is there any concern that this, uh, it's a guy that's well-deserved, but are we, are we at all concerned that WWE sees it the same way?
1: I am actually, so this is one of the rare cases where I'm not as concerned and it's because there, so I wrote an article right after, um, to talk about biggie's win and you know all that went into this and for a lot of people they were posting or showing the video when kofi you know walked out of the medical room and said listen biggie this is your time to become a single star and to me that was wwe saying that they said Mm -hmm. it's time to run with you so to me i feel like this was all building to this moment. Um, Andrew Zarian reported that this was always going to happen. It was originally set for the WWE draft, mm-hmm. uh, but times changed. The draft moves back, but they still went with the move. And of course, going against Monday Night Football, you got to try to save yourself a little bit, which is a thing that they always do, so that wasn't surprising. Yeah. Uh, and it worked out at the end of the show, at the very least, which is good for them. Uh, but i you know you got to be cautious when you go into these things because you never really know but i think a lot of people were shocked with how good they handled bobby lashley just overall as a dominant champion you know he had some terrible angles and whatnot but when it came to his matches and how he looked Mm -hmm. he was dominant um so i'm hopeful i'm thinking that Big E is now their guy uh this all signs point to him being the babyface on that show with Drew McIntyre likely switching shows. So I'm cautious, but I think they're going to do everything in their power and they're going to have the New Day lead Raw. So I think that's always a smart idea because those three are usually, no matter what, they, they turn chicken shit into chicken salad more more times than not. So I feel pretty good about Biggie long term. Uh, I hope he gets a nice solid run and you know you build up a heel heel for him and that maybe, you know, if if we were to believe reports, perhaps that is Keith Lee. Once Jesse, are you okay?
0: Yeah. I just heard glass shattering from downstairs and I was terrified.
1: I, I heard I didn't know what I heard. I just assumed it was a cat.
0: <laughs> like it, that's the thing is it it's it's either something happened or it's the it's either Tucker running around like an insane person. Mm. Um or a saint uh, he's not a person he's a cat. Um yeah, a cat. G1 climax has officially started. Um last episode I believe we talked about the participants in it, but we didn't talk yeah. about really about who we thought would win. Obviously night 1, night 2 have already started. We'll talk a little bit about you know beginning couple of matches next episode. But uh thoughts. G one climax. We never talked about who we thought was gonna win both block A, block B, and overall. Scotty, do you have any hot takes on who you think is gonna win?
1: You know, I've kinda went back and forth on this. I don't know if you saw the report yesterday about how there was so they kinda like <coughs> spoiled something on their website about Kota Ibushi and Kenta. So Ooh. there's potential that they're because New Japan's so like protective of their booking that they could be switching something, uh, which, which it sounds like the switch would be having them not both be competitive come the last day. Which that would be that would be a block
0: A final, though, right? That's not the overall final, they're in the same block, right? No,
1: it would just be the same block, Mm -hmm. but uh, I saw that, but I don't think that's really going to change much. Uh, I have been pretty confident for a while that they go with Tetsuya Naito versus Okada in the final. Mm. It it, so I know like people are going to say, well, that's that's new, but like, listen, listen, New Japan's had a year. (laughs) <laughs> in the best ways and the worst ways and most of them have been the latter. Uh and I have believed. Hold on I'm getting a run in real quick. Are you okay? What happened?
0: You dropped a mug into the sink and it shattered and my favorite. You dropped your favorite mug into the sink and it shattered? Yeah. Oh, Jesus. Jesse, so here's, a, here's the thing you need to know about Jesse. Jesse big coffee drinker, big mug lover. And, uh, it's like, it's like losing a child, uh, dropping it and breaking, uh, that, that mug of her. Which mug was it? It's the one Meredith got me. It was a big one. Yeah, no one can hear you on the podcast. Uh, it was the one her, her boss, former boss got her. Oh, that's one. so sad. It There's... held everything. It was also
1: a soup mug.
0: And it was great. Oh, a soup mug too? Yeah. Which it's was it's the brown blue. one? No, it was the blue one. Uh, the blue one can go. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, don't take my donuts uh okay you were saying sorry yes uh tetsuya naito uh Kizushiko Okada. kata oh, yeah, yeah it's uh, it's a so- it's your point you're right it's a big year they they want to sell out places there i've heard i've seen thoughts about whether or not you do that match as Mm -hmm. a like especially during covid but my thought is like well they're also doing okada versus tanahashi i understand that has less weight to it nowadays because there's been way more matches of that yeah but you know we we gotta do
1: something here it's a crutch to go to and uh when they were crowning a new champion i was and i'm happy they went with shingo because shingo's earned it but agreed i was under the belief that you know giving it to okada made sense because it gives you stability and we know okada will be there and he'll do what he needs to do uh, and of course shingo has proven that he can be that thankfully which i feel like his pat his year overall has shown he can do that but I feel like you do Naito versus Okada. You have the potential of a Shingo versus Naito, Wrestle Kingdom final, which or Wrestle Kingdom main event, which is pretty big because that's you know, Lij main eventing, mm-hmm. or as one website said, Lij day hopon. Uh, <laughs> sorry, I had to toss that in there because I'm blocked by all of them. Uh, <laughs> Wait, which website is this? Uh, this is no, I'm not giving them credit. I'm uh-huh. not saying it. Okay, fair I'll enough. tell you after. Fair enough. Absolutely not. Uh, actually no nah, i think they pulled the article never mind damn uh, <laughs> anyways anyways or or you set up a rematch of that vacant championship or there's of course the caveat which you know we have 25 wrestle kingdom shows i mean three um is that okada wins mm-hmm. and either you do him versus shingo or it depends how this all works You do the rematch between him and Osprey as well. So there are multiple ways to go. I don't know how they're planning to handle the Osprey stuff. I don't know if Osprey's planning to go back to Japan by Wrestle Kingdom. My, My guess is with three shows, he probably will. That being said, I think Naito and Okada make the most sense. Just when you look at the block, I don't know who else besides Okada makes sense in the final, unless you're doing Sonata again just to lose again. Mm-hmm. but I don't think he's losing again if you put him there. So that's just me.
0: Uh, yeah. The only other person I think in the block B that I think is doable is Jeff Cobb. Uh, I don't yeah. think he's, 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 he's not, he not like a winner, but he is like a, a he, they've built up Jeff Cobb enough and he has been on a tear as of late. So I'm, I wouldn't be surprised if that's the victory as well. I, for Wrestle Kingdom itself, I picture like night one being the, Japanese IWGP US ti- not US, IWGP title night two is the US version of it with Osprey title defense and then the winners of these two matches go head to head night three that's my picture uh, night
1: three isn't even the Tokyo Dome right
0: no it's somewhere else I forget where, I forget exactly it is um, yeah it's uh it's a uh, wrest- it's was it what did they say Wrestle Kingdom backlash. Um, <laughs> Yeah, G1 climax. I like the I think I'm thinking Okada wins his block. Um which means who you go up against. I like the idea of Naito, but also I if the idea if there if that spoiler is true of Abushi versus Kenta, I think Kenta is the winner there. And I That's think what you I was hoping
1: was the winner there.
0: And you have ok- Okada win. That would be my pick at least. Mm. I like Jeff Cobb a lot. I like Naito. I like Ibushi. But I think there are elements there. You know, Jeff Cobb defeats Okada right before we get into the tournament. Okada can earn a, a rematch by beating him. Uh in the and I guess they'll have a match itself. I think on the final day. Yeah, on the final day. So do that. And then your well, I guess then I guess then then but well, that wouldn't be your block final then. Hmm. Well, that wouldn't be your block final.
1: You, you, do don't do have, your last you don't day. have a block final. You just have matches that define the block.
0: Yes. Yeah, sorry. Yes. I, forget, I keep forget, thinking that there's an actual black block final. No, no. There's um, there's just a winner of the block. So, yeah, you can have Okada win that to get his rematch. Naito, I think, uh, I forget who he is facing. I don't have anybody. Great Khan. Great Okan.
1: Which I think Great Oka is going to be in it. I think he's actually going to, you know, have a lot of points that he's he'll be like that outside person. Um, I think he I, he would play a good spoiler role on that final night. He would. He would. And I, well, I, I so I previewed the show and I looked at it or the, sh, not the show the entire tournament, and to me, you know, a block comes down to Kenta, Kota, Naito, and then great old blank spoiler yeah maybe and then it just makes all the sense in the world because i think we can all believe kenta as a main event or just based off what he's done yeah. um and then you know abushi's you know he's happened to one back-to-back g once so
0: yeah yeah give me uh give me tape god kenta in the uh in the finals baby um <laughs> other bit of news here uh first episode of or First episode of part two of season three of Dark Side of the Ring aired um, on television. Low ratings than usual for Dark Side of the Ring. I don't know if that was completely expected. They usually do like 200 plus million viewers and they were like 1.2 or something. It was really low for what it was for the story itself. But a lot of news came out of it, um, uh, especially uh, horrendous news. Um, news about Ric Flair and him uh, sexually harassing uh, a, a flight attendant. Um, uh, Scott Hall doing the same. Um, and ju- and <laughs> stories about Brock. It's just basically the whole whole episode was about um, you. May- don't 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 forget that your heroes are humans, and humans have lots of mistakes. Not I'm not gonna say mistakes. Have a lot of failures and have a lot of issues that. They do shit, and it's bad, and I hate it. And we're gonna we're gonna resent that uh, on this show. But do you have any quick thoughts on that first episode of Dark Side of the Ring, or anything of that uh, happened with Ric Flair, or even Tommy Dreamer and his opinions and his subsequent indefinite suspension from Impact?
1: Ah, uh, okay. So, uh, starting with Ric Flair, this is gonna sound like so boat It's gonna it's not gonna sound as good as I mean, but I am shocked by how many people were shocked that he was like this i was like he we we've had documentaries about him where he essentially hints at it without hinting at it yeah. but in his mind that's not a bad thing mm. and the idea that oh he's just the nature boy he can do what he wants no that is not how this works we are he's a human being that's kind that's an asshole like that's yeah. what he is he always has been He always will be. I've never been a Ric Flair fan because, you know, all the stories, you get to the idea that this guy has probably done a lot of bad things. Um, You hear that, you know, broken relationship with kids and 17 wives. And I don't actually know how many he's had, but he's had a lot. Mm -hmm. Uh, To me, the actions by him are disgusting. And I, feel, I do feel bad for the fans that, you know, look at him as this pro-wrestling, you know, hero. Because for a lot of a lot of people, whether it be wrestlers or just fans, he, to them, is the greatest of all time. So they have this sort of feeling about him. So I feel bad for them. But at the same time, if you're going to continue to defend who he is in these actions, then I don't feel bad for you at all because... Then you are part of the problem, much like Tommy Dreamer.
0: Very true, very true. And we both want to obviously, com- com- I think "command" is the right word. We both want to praise uh, Heidi Doyle, the uh, the um, flight attendant that they interviewed. Extremely brave, extremely brave woman, and we one hundred percent want to praise her on that yeah. for for her story because that was extremely important to tell, extremely important. Mm-hmm. And I and I tweeted out that especially with. I don't know if dark side of the ring will ever cover it but because uh, i don't know how you would even do it because a lot of it was online um it, it felt like to me very much a sort of story that felt it, it felt to me a lot like this is kind of what the speaking out movement was all about on twitter last year yeah and this was a good <laughs> sort of I don't want to say response, but like kind of like recall into that world of like, don't forget guys. Like this is a thing that's pertinent in this industry and it's Mm -hmm. going to be people like Heidi Doyle that speak out. And I'm very, I'm very proud that she was able to do that and get, get, get the bravery to do that.
1: Yep. I agree. I agree. Uh, Praise to her for doing that.
0: Well, let's keep the show on the road uh, where we have, uh, what's our first topic of the day? Uh, NXT 2.0. First time ever, uh, 2.0 P O I N T O.
1: It's really 3.0, but that's fine.
0: <laughs> it's really 3.0, but no one just don't talk about it. Don't, uh,
1: don't talk about the uh competition at the beginning of NXT. No, which no, no, is no, probably better, which is probably a better idea.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, so yes, NXT 2.0 debuted for the very first time on television screens last Tuesday on USA, of course. Um, we got brand new colors, brand new lights, brand new camera angles, audience setups. A lot of colors. A <laughs> lot of colors. Uh, we got practically a new wrestler that we've never seen before in every single segment. Um, I got a lot of good things to say and a lot of like not so good things. Well, let's say. start with the good things. Let's get the All praise right. out of the way. What do, you, what do you think of the show itself?
1: I think the presentation. Okay. So, first of all, the colors are ridiculous, but that's whatever. I'm just, we already knew about the colors. We're already prepared for that. They let the logo out. But when it comes to like the way they renovated the arena Mm -hmm. uh, and the, you know, overall presentation, I actually thought that was really good. I thought it gave a good new fresh feel. Uh, I thought the way they include the fans in like this roundabout way so that it's almost like a, Um, it's almost like a Coliseum type feel in a sense that every, you know, you just have that, sir. I liked that a lot. And instantly when you went in, you were like, Oh, this is cool. I think the stage looks great. Mm -hmm. Um, I like the like circle with the um, screens on the side because it's unique for a WWE stage. And, you know, when it comes to presentation, I thought for that, it looked good. The colors are, mm -hmm. It's but, a lot. It's a lot they're
0: throwing at yeah.
1: you. It's a lot. It's uh, bright. I, I like the overall presentation.
0: Yeah, it's definitely bright. Uh, I de- there was a lot of people saying that the camera angle and the crowd, the which I really enjoyed. I I love seeing the crowd. It feels more like full sail. I don't like that they were hiding behind a cage before, um, but uh, this. NXT 2.0 3.0 was the reboot that NXT desperately needed. Mm-hmm. Uh I'll say it NXT was up its own ass as of late. Uh I like
1: to I like to stand by the comment that NXT died either after Survivor Series 2019 or once Adam Cole lost the title because Once Adam, And this isn't a shot at Keith Lee. This is more of a shot at the champion that followed Keith Lee because Keith Lee had it for, what, a month? Yeah. Um, And, like, Adam Cole represented that era. Yeah. He, He was, to me, he's legitimately the main reason that show was able to go on TV because without him being at the top, it's not NXT, you know? Like, he represented the... Sami Zayn's, Adrian Neville, mm-hmm. Finn Balor, Samoa Joe, Shinsuke Nakamura. He represented that. And then once Karen Cross came in, they needed to update everything to the sense that this isn't about the in-ring as this isn't about work rate anymore. This isn't about your local indie. This isn't about being the change from Ron SmackDown. And it wasn't that anymore once AEW came into the fold. They were able to take that over. And I think I think NXT, for what it used to be, needs to get that credit back because I feel like a lot of people got so soured on it that they forget how great it was.
0: I think saying that, like the Survivor Series is a great point. I would say that that is the peak of NXT history, is just that Survivor Series. Because you have starting of TV in October and building up into that November. And then, like I said, NXT got up its own ass, they just got too high and mighty. And after that point, they were establishing themselves as a third brand, and then they slowly dissolved and became Yellow Raw and Poppy Raw and all this stuff, hey, and just got worse and worse, and worse and we'll worse. My out. mistake, sir, my mistake. But they just got worse and worse and worse, and they just they're and I get it. COVID obviously played a huge part of it. They had they had to take away the entire crowd, which was the majority of what NXT was. Is that crowd? But then you get more and more of the crowd back and they're still behind cages. I want to see them. I want to see the babies. I want to see them pop out. I want to see them on my screen. I don't know if I necessarily like the camera angle too much because the camera angle... It's different. It's different. That's... It's 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 very similar to SmackDown in 2016, this camera angle, mm-hmm. um, with their, their the crane shot that's happening. Yeah. The only difference, and I looked it up, the only difference, let me see, I had I wrote notes because if I remembered the crane shot from NXT uh, and SmackDown. So basically the SmackDown one was, so you have the crane, and I don't know if you've ever seen like a crane in person. I work in film production, so I understand this. But, Scotty, have you ever seen like a crane on, on film sets or anything like that or behind I've the scenes? I've seen stuff? it
1: while being at a wrestling show, a.k.a. WWE, a.k.a. NXT, in full sale. Perfect
0: then you know exactly what it is. It's basically like a cart that has a little, a ginormous arm on it. Yep. So the cart itself is also on rails that people are pushing back and forth or they have like a, you know, machine can do all these things. So I noticed that between SmackDown 2016 and NXT 2.0, that the NXT uh, crane itself uh, was closer to the mm-hmm. ring. Yes. It um, where... probably has to
1: do with the arena.
0: Yes, I, I have to imagine it just has to do with the arena. So because of that, the crane shot itself had to go more down angle mm. versus SmackDown because it's far, the crane itself is farther away. It's shooting more across. So you can right. see the plane of the ring into the crowd, where here right. you're looking like the entire crowd and kind of looking down yeah. at the wrestling I like. I still, no matter what, I like that the crane is the hard camera. I think it mm-hmm. makes it more
1: different. It's just a different feel.
0: It's more energetic. To yeah. Me because it, it, you don't have to use the um, camera cuts all the time. You can let right. it sit and sweep across, and I think that just makes it more beautiful to watch. Mm-hmm. But I, I noticed that because, like, yet yeah, it, it, what it does, that camera angle looking more down, it brings out the audience more. Right. Which I think is yeah. both a good thing and a bad thing, but I really enjoyed it. Yeah, we gotta we
1: gotta be perfectly honest here. When it comes to production, WWE should always be number one in terms of wrestling shows. They, they should they be, yeah. Have everything it takes. They've been doing this for decades. Like they should be on top of their game. And I thought that they actually were here giving NXT the unique feel that it should have, uh, especially with the rebrand. Mm-hmm. I really liked
0: Nxt 2.0 because not only was it like a returned return mm-hmm. to old Nxt and we're not talking like old, the Adam old NXT. yeah we're not talking the Adam Cole era we're talking like or before that
1: the biggie Langston era
0: yeah Mr Langston is back uh, it felt like that it also yeah. to me weirdly felt like I don't know like 2011 Smackdown. Where you had like Jesse and Festus, and like you yeah. had like just a bunch see. of re- Drew McIntyre, like a bunch of like these random people just popping up on your screen every once in a while. And it felt like there's a new person every week. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It felt like yeah. a lot of that to me too, which I, I grew up watching that. So I, yeah. I kind of enjoyed it.
1: I loved the inspiration. Like I love that they didn't wait to just pull, push in the new talent because. Again, a lot of people I saw people complaining about how, well, I don't know who this guy is. Why should I care? I was like, listen, this is the point of the new show. It's so that you learn these people's names so that they can develop into stars. That is the whole point of NXT 2.0. It's not about the independent re- wrestlers coming in and ha- putting on shows. Now they can go do that in AEW, they can go mm-hmm. do that on the indies. What a crazy idea, I know. Uh, like they can they can go do that there yeah it's it's about you know establishing what wwe wants in their stars and i think based off one person in particular no matter how bad his name is he is going to be a star like i think they knocked it out of the park and you know they introduced new people through the night they also reintroduced mandy rose as like Tomb Raider, but, you know, that is that is what it is. <laughs> she she um, did look like Tomb Raider. Yeah, she did. Oh, I noticed. Uh, anyways. Um, but, uh, like, Braun Breaker, which I'm just going to call him Rex Steiner because I can't keep, or I'll just call him Braun because his, his real his name is Bronson. I think people, uh, like, completely forget that, mm-hmm. but I'm not going to say Breaker. That's not happening. Um, Breaker that, is such a bad last name. It is. It is. But he is the establishment. Like he is exactly what this brand's made for. You put him on the show and instantly, instantly you make him a star. You have him pretty much squash LA night. And then as the show goes off the air, you have him walk up to your new NXT champion who if, I don't know if we're going to get to the match really, because the match is whatever. Um, but I think putting the title on Champa makes a lot of sense if your whole goal is to get over the new talent because he can make people look very good. And it's, it's kind of with the new Japan thing of stability, you need some stability for this new wave. So he can be your, um, he can be your step into the new era.
0: Yes, completely agree. I think putting the title on Tommaso Ciampa is a great idea. I think, um, yeah, the introductions sometimes are very stupid, and Braun Breaker and Va- Von Wagner is was very weird. But I I think putting um, having Ciampa go over go over Wag go, go over Von Wagner go over Don go over um, Knight who lost. It was a lot of like weird dumb booking that I didn't really like in terms of having Knight on there twice. That but, happens. Yeah, that happens. We're gonna have it. Uh, but having Ciampa win makes sense to, a lot to me because you're right. Because the whole the whole purpose of the show to me uh, is like burn the past NXT. It's mm-hmm. like it's like we need we're going to get rid of what's called 2.0. The graphics say 2.0. This is new, so we have to in a way, forget the past that mm-hmm. we created. But the way we can storytelling wise do that is have an, a guy that looks old as dirt, have the title. <laughs> And then, yeah. have some young up and comer named Braun Breaker break his ass, break his back, Bane style, and win the title. And I exactly. think I think that's the whole point of the show. And then, and then you, Tommaso Ciampa's out of here. I think that's also part of the story. Is Tommaso yeah. Ciampa is out of here as soon as he loses that title, whether yeah. or not he's out of the company or just becomes a coach. He either way, he's he's
1: he's going to be out of the TV. And I think we all and need to. be fine, do. whatever he does. You, what would say say it again. He will be fine with whatever he ends up doing, whether that be becoming a coach or, you know, I, I don't yeah. think he'll ever go main roster. Yeah, I'm so. not
0: saying he won't be, ever be fine. I'm just saying that we have yeah. to recognize the fact that he is out of here.
1: <laughs> that that goes for him. Uh, I think Gargano is the only one that they could keep around if he wants to resign to be a player coach like i think he fits that mm-hmm. uh because he doesn't actually look old as dirt no offense champa who's younger than the likes to like jeff cobb uh, i feel like champa Chump- but- like would agree though yeah <laughs> like but, yeah just- <laughs> he's looking he's trying to be the grizzled looking guy so yeah. it-, it works for him and i think we're definitely in agreement um i also really like the creed brothers i just wanted to put their name yeah there. baby because they're like awesome they're just psychotic like Amateur wrestlers that team up, and they're actually brothers. Um, I know the tall, slender one, Julius. Is, yeah, is the one that Gerald Briscoe like had self picked before he got released. Hmm. Like they, they see. This is this is this is a quote I read. This is not me saying it. They see him as a young John Cena, um, and I was like, that. I, Interesting. I, I mean, he better not stop ra- start rapping. But okay. I mean that's that's good for star potential, but that's 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 a, that's a choice. You don't compare mm-hmm. someone just to John Cena. There's only one John Cena. But the Cree brothers are awesome. I think both of them have a uh, good role and uh, you know a good uh, people to run with. I'm I'm just so interested to see what they do with the. They have so much young talent. Like you forget how much young talent they've had signed over the past couple of years, even though they weren't on TV. Yeah, and it's a it's a good start. I my only thing is this this show probably shouldn't be on network television. I completely agree.
0: Completely agree. I I think it um exposes too much, and mm. I think I I've been a whole proponent about. How NXT should have never been on TV. It's not good for NXT to be on TV. Uh, we all saw what happened when it was on TV for too long. Is that it just got insane because they needed? Because it was the same reason why it was bad for them to start touring. Is that they needed stars to sell tickets to pre- call in ratings and all this stuff. Now that we are moving into a world where those stars are getting pushed out and yeah. they're or we're being told that those stars may be old or whatever, <laughs> then. We need to then it's like, okay, you're then are we saying that Braun Breaker is gonna bring in the ratings? Let's we'll have to see how that turns out. Obviously we'll have to look at the ratings and see how that turns out. But I cannot imagine that the show is going to get better ratings. I cannot imagine it stays on TV, that USA would want that to stay on TV. Everyone oh, no. will make the money, and obviously money is king here, but I would rather see it on Peacock. I think it would serve better at Peacock. I think mm-hmm that those 500,000 people who probably already have Peacock, but whoever else could then sign up to see the show uh, and get some more subscriptions that Peacock desperately needs.
1: Right. I I think it just makes sense to be a Peacock exclusive. You know, they get live content. The people that you're trying to grow into superstars don't have to worry about messing up on television, which is something I think, you know, yeah sure you want them to learn the hard way but you know there's a certain old cratchety man that if he sees one thing your career might be over so yeah. i think it's better you put them back on peacock whatever the contract runs up because of course that's how this works which is probably soon because you know we've seen things of usa network being like well this isn't what we asked for um and which is still NBC and Peacock, which is a very interesting little thing. But you sell them to Peacock, it's an easy deal. Yeah, that's the problem with NXT
0: is that we have no idea what their contract was. They never announced it. They just said that oh, we got a show now, and we have no idea what it is. We have no idea the length of it. We have no idea. That's they're on year two
1: now, so it could be another full year.
0: Yeah. Uh. So we'll we'll see what happens there. I. I feel I. But that's also the other thing about NXT moving off of television is that I, we both think it would be better for NXT itself. Because I think a developmental show needs to be protected, yeah. in a sense. So it, I also doesn't, don't think it needs to be live. Agreed. Agreed. I think it, especially for the talent that's in there, the new fresh green talent that's in there, it almost needs to be taped mm-hmm. as well. Um, but the problem with that as well is that what would that say about wwe and nikon if like we, we come to find out that it's like usa is like yeah no we're gonna move it to peacock we don't we don't want those tv deals like wwe has all been about tv deals they're making all the money off of this stuff they're obviously making money off of nxt presumably television nxt television what where are they gonna go like what does that mean for their future TV deals? Because I would argue that, I mean, I would have to look at previous NXT ratings to know this for certain, but NXT ratings, well, sorry, I have to look at previous Tuesday 8 p.m. slots to see if it's better. But I would argue that NXT's ratings have gotten bad, like have not been good and they've gotten worse. You know, they've basically lost
1: 100,000 people they're barely in the top 50. Yeah. Of like nightly. And I think that goes so TV ratings of course have been a big topic of conversation mm-hmm. especially over the past month as AEW Dynamite starts to beat Raw and whatnot. I think, you know, the first thing I got to say is these shows Raw, Dynamite, Smackdown, those shows are going to be just fine. Like I want to start out like those shows when when their contracts are up, they're going to pull in so much money because of the live weekly content i feel like a lot of people forget that nxt is a different case though because nxt like you said you look at that eight o'clock time frame at on tuesday it's not delivering to where those three shows are in terms of demographics and overall views like those three shows most of the time are in the top five if not number one yeah so. Yeah,
0: and again, I, I would have to look look up to see how it did previously in the those previous time slots before NXT came in to see if because if it's better than NXT than USA is gonna be like well it's better so we're still we're making more money right. I don't see the why to get rid of it yeah. which I I get but um I don't know I don't know I I what what are some is there anything that you didn't like about NXT 2.0 besides all of the names and everything. There wasn't oh, yeah, much yeah. that I didn't like about the show. There was like booking stuff and the names mainly, but that's obviously been talked to death. I don't yeah. really have huge takes out of it, but I, I overall, I think I it's there's more positives to this reboot than negatives for me.
1: Yeah, yeah. I think we're in agreement for the most part. I, the negatives, you know, for people are probably like, well, you introduced this person this way and, you know, certain little things that are yeah. whatever yeah um
0: well I, you got a steiner in there why not call him steiner
1: i mean what th- that's been talked to death this week but come on just call just call him a generic freak and you are set uh i guess my there's not really any complaints because first of all it's only one show so far true Two, true we know if you understand the direction that they're going it was a good start like if you understand what they're trying to do it's a good start. Um, I just hope the likes of Io Shirai, Kushida, Roderick Strong, like I hope those three, like t- those types of people find their way because those three in particular are way too talented to be wasted away on NXT 2.0, if that makes sense. I just, I think they, uh, you know, Kyle O'Reilly who got hurt and you get the point. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just worried about them and where they go because uh, I, I, I enjoy them as wrestlers. So, like, that's first and foremost. And I, I just hope they – I don't know what how WWE is going to handle the remaining um, old guard of NXT. Like, I don't know how they're planning to do that. The, the, the
0: like, late stage yellow yeah. Raw NXT, like your Timothy Thatcher's. Yes. Yeah. What's happening with Timothy Thatcher here?
1: Yeah, I will not put Io Shirai in yellow raw conversation because she was there for the good times. But yes, but Timothy I, Thatcher
0: was Timothy ta- Thatcher was not there
1: for the good times. But Timothy Thatcher,
0: <coughs> excuse me, Timothy Thatcher was in a tag team with Tommaso Ciampa, one of my favorite tag teams of the year, and now Ciampa's the NXT champion, and it's like, okay, yeah. what's happening with Thatcher now? I don't know. What's happening I haven't seen him forever. So, yeah, you're right. It's like, what is happening with this old late guard of yeah. your Thatcher's, your O'Reilly's, who's, who was just getting a push, and then he gets kicked out of the four-way. And...
1: He's probably never going to get that title, <clears> on <throat> which was clearly the story Triple H was telling before they did all this. So, uh, I, you know, I just hope that these guys, if they're not going to be featured on NXT, they get featured elsewhere. So, I don't. I don't ask for anyone's jobs to be uh, lost. I don't ask for that, but I want their careers to be saved in any way possible. And all those guys that we just named, and girl, we only named you, uh, or Dakota Kai. I'll toss Dakota Kai in there because oh I don't know yeah, what the hell, she's doing. Uh, D- they, D- Dakota Kai is a big one. Actually, yeah, yeah. they would do the world of help. I put Ember Moon in there in too. Every yes, Ember Moon too in every promotion possible in the world. Yeah. You know. It goes without saying, but, like, if you add Dakota Kai and Ember Moon to the AEW women's division, mm-hmm. now we're talking. Like, now we're in a serious place where that women's division can fully thrive, and we're already seeing it with Ruby Soho. So I think that's a good look. And then, you know, Kyle O'Reilly, where can't he go? Like, any promotion would take him. He, he, he's, a, he's a fit for everyone. Like, Kyle is a very unique wrestler where it's all about his in-ring, and I think... The you know if he went to ring of honor makes sense if he went to uh, he wouldn't go to impact that's just not gonna happen well he could I mean Bobby oh, no. Fish went to MLW so I think anything well Bobby Fish and Kyle O'Reilly's star power are a little different in my opinion like, sure I get what you're saying but yeah th- there's a lot of good that can come for these older guard wrestlers I just hope that they aren't wasted or held until their contracts expire to mm. do nothing yeah I mean Neither of us want people to lose their jobs,
0: but I would no. not be surprised if there is another round of cuts in the future. I would not be surprised one bit. Yeah. Yeah, I, and I, and looking looking at that TV show and seeing all the new people that they popped in, seeing all like just all the new people that are just backstage giving Braun Breaker high fives that are like, oh, they have to make their debuts too, yeah. and you know, seeing all these extra people that they have in the back. That's just like, oh, you bring out a Trick Williams and suddenly like he's a star. You Bring out Braun Breaker, and suddenly he's a star. It's like less spots on television, and this is the direction they're going for. There are people. You're at LA Night. I'm. I mean, I come know. on, a guy that's <laughs> super old that loses not only loses twice in one night, but is pinned twice in one night. Like if that doesn't go with, if you, if you want to talk out, and people throw this term around a lot. But if you want to talk about being jobbed out, L.A. Knight got freaking jobbed out on Tuesday.
1: He did. did. not I actually think he's been doing good work lately. So I do as well. <laughs> I, I'm hopeful for him that he either goes to the main and, like, they see something in him, mm-hmm. or he can just get out before he gets stuck. Yeah. Because, like, I don't need – he. My whole thing with these guys, is I don't want them chasing the 24-7 championship. I really don't. I guess we'll wait and see then, because yeah, we will. I don't know where where
0: I don't know where the future of NXT's roster is headed, but I can certainly say I, that NXT 2.0 is headed somewhere that, for right now, I think looks promising.
1: You know, I said something about Roderick Strong, but I actually think he's in like the best place out of any veteran. Yeah, because Diamond Mind is like awesome. <laughs> like I really like what they're doing with Diamond Mind of bringing these young talents up. But if you have him be that coach, and you know, you know, step in the ring as their leader once in a while, I think that's okay. But at the same time, Roderick Strong should be chopping the crap out of Brian Danielson on AEW television if that's what we're gonna do. Is I was trying to think if.
0: I Think Roger Strong is necessary to the diamond mine. I was thinking to myself, like, is Strong necessary for that thing? Cause, yeah, like because the coach mentality thing is like Hachiman or whatever his name is
1: Hideki Suzuki. <coughs> <coughs> they I'm say a lot they just today. like to I toss probably. his name in there once in a while, mm-hmm. and they're like, Hachiman. I was like, I'm just gonna call him with what- that his real name is for now because i don't know if this is actually what we're going with but like so you got that i think
0: strong works for the the that yeah section because he is someone that is the name value to right. the whole thing while we're setting people up yeah. um and That's he, how he's someone like that he can see someone that can feel like a threat to challenge for titles while the rest yeah. of these guys were bu- building.
1: Yeah, them. by the way, uh, the, the wedding thing, whatever, Indy Hartwell will be your women's champion like within the next year. Ooh, probably who's the women's champion right now? I don't recall. Raquel Marquel Gonzalez, who, yeah. you know, can lose yesterday and no one would bat an eye.
0: Yeah, I could see that. I could see that
1: she's gonna lose to like Saray or something, though. Oh no, she's gonna lose the Kaylee Ray. Kaylee Ray could lose the Saray. Maybe I don't know. I don't care. I could see. Kaylee, that. I could Kaylee see them Ray's just going to Indy Hartwell so. right away. Just yeah, go... I could see that too. Well, I don't know if like where they... Kel's supposed to be a baby face or a heel. So they're doing like this weird thing, and I guess Saray's stuck with Tomb Raider. So uh, yeah. whatever. <laughs> I think
0: I think we have because Indy Hartwell can do that and then turn healed during the thing. So. Yeah. Uh, like she's turn. She's a good fit for that too. Turn heel on Candace. Ooh, that's fantasy booking. She has a
1: kid. We're not turning heel on them. well I
0: well, I'm we're saying within a year, so presumably oh, yeah, Candace is, is no longer pregnant at that point. Yeah,
1: I think Candace will become a player coach, personally. I not think here. she's done a lot in her career and I think she probably, you know, wants to care for a kid. But she shouldn't give up her career either because I think a lot of people agree, you know, you look over the past two decades who's one of the biggest indie stars of all time, of the past two decades, it's Candice LeRae. So yeah. definitely hope for her career too. And she's had a great NXT career. I always wish she got the title. Same goes for Dakota Kai. But Indy Hartwell makes a lot of sense. She's only like 25 or 24, which is, you know, just crazy young. So, yeah. yeah. They, you gave, they gave her the wedding spot for a reason. <laughs> a successful wedding spot, by the way. It wasn't even a failed wedding, which, you know, here or there usually failure but we can stop talking about XC 2.0 we praised it pretty well i think
0: i'm excited for episode
1: two i think i think episode
0: two would be a great idea of where this is going yeah yeah
1: which should be a lot i'm expecting a lot of new talent but they also put a cruiserweight title match on there
0: they did do that so maybe we'll see what happens um let's talk about AEW Grand Slam coming Ooh, at you this boy. upcoming Wednesday. Two hours of Grand Slam. Then they got... You talk Rampage,
1: too. That's two
0: hours show. of Grand Slam Page coming at you on Friday. Grand Slam Page. Take it back. Take it back. What? what Grand Slam Page?
1: Oh, that's Hangman Page comes back. Take it back.
0: <laughs> Grand Slam Page is like the worst finisher for Adam Page that, that would exist. Um, That would be terrible. Try to pull it up here. Um, Grand Slam happening next week. Grand Slam week, as it were. It's a pay-per-view. It's practically a pay-per-view week. Um, uh, let's preview this god dang show, why don't we?
1: I, I want to go on record. It has the biggest singles match in the United States in, like, a very long time, in my opinion. For the pure wrestling fan, it does. Yeah, I would say so. I would definitely say so
0: um well let's talk about i mean oh my there is just so many matches so let's just get right into it i think
1: it's almost like we should start with rampage because that's like the that's like the lower card (laughs) you say that but i'm looking at
0: it now but let's let's do it let's do it uh, yeah uh well let's talk about it um let's go uh singles match television debut cm punk versus powerhouse hobbs with hook can't forget about hook Ooh. thoughts on this matchup coming?
1: I I think a lot of people. So I see like complaints that, that CM Punk's not like jumping into feuds with, uh, you know, the the elite like Danielson has right off the gate, or you know, with the top of the top stars. But this helps Team Taz more than anything, and I think that's what CM Punk has been very adamant about. Uh, he wants to wrestle Powerhouse Hobbs, and I think they could have a very interesting match. I'm not gonna say it's going to be great or anything, but I think having punk lead a match with Hobbs can one, make Hobbs look like a monster and two, you know, punk can be the guy to just escape with say a roll up or something of the sorts, because that's how that's, that's the beauty of having punk in there. He is an old school style guy. He's not, he's going to know how to protect Hobbs while also probably winning. So good tv match definitely not something you put on pay-per-view but if you want to work towards him versus ricky starks hell yeah yeah i think i think you're right i think this is an easy
0: cm punk win i think it would be i would love to have hobbs win i, know, I love Hobbs. I, if i was the booker i'd be the insane person that's like hobbs is winning um, let's push him. Cause then, cause then if he wins, he gets a world title match of Omega. He's like number two on the rankings or whatever. Yeah. Um, but if CM Punk's going to win it. I think that's obvious as his TV television debut. That's a better idea. Anyways, uh, don't listen to me better idea anyways. Um, but I, cause not only that is what it does is it can continue the feud with team Taz where we can get that Ricky Starks match, where we can get that hook debut. Um, <laughs> and I think this is, I, I, we're, Look, man,
1: we're dude, really leading to a hook debut, dude. Hook put on the uh, cold skull better than Sonata already, so that's tough.
0: Yeah, I mean the man looks good. <laughs> the man, lo- I don't know about his voice when I'm he was told, yelling to get I'm off told, the table. I don't I'm know about his voice. I'm told that today. by
1: Twitter all the time. That hook looks good. Thanks, appreciate it. Look, Twitter man. likes to tell me that because hook has somehow become a meme. Look, hook hook is hot, and that's certified uh, correct. That's fine. I. You know, anyone can call whoever they want hot. That is cool by me, but I feel like I see a hook tweet every five tweets, and I'm just like, all right, yeah, let's let's chill out, people. (laughs) He he, the problem with the problem now
0: though with hook is that he has to be like Okada levels good in the ring, or you know, like the like the meme has built him up so much that he has to be amazing.
1: His render in the boxing shorts absolutely kills me. I was like, where did... What? <laughs> I was like, when did they decide this was the way to go? Uh man. But yeah, I'm, ex-
0: I'm excited to see what CM Punk can do with Hobbs. I mean, I it's the same thing with Darby. It's that I think that match was good, but I'm interested to see... I think like there was a great match between CM Punk and Mark Henry at one point. Uh, and... I think you know that similar vein. I mean, Hobbs definitely has maybe more athletic uh,
1: prowess than Mark Henry Hobbs did. Hobbs is a uh, man. That's all. Uh, I think. I think Punk is so smart. Yes, when it comes to wrestling, I think we saw that very quickly with Darby. You know, he was able to craft that match to fit both of them. He will craft this match to make Powerhouse Hobbs look like a beast, even if he goes over. Yeah,
0: um, what will actually probably be your main event now that I am looking at it. Um, we got a lights out tag team match. Oh, yeah. Eddie Kingston and John Moxley versus. Wait, this is
1: on Rampage now?
0: This is on Rampage. This is on Rampage. Uh... I
1: thought this was on Dynamite.
0: No, no, no. Eddie Kingston and John Moxley versus Suzuki Goon. Lance Archer and Minoru
1: Suzuki. Did they move it? Did they no. originally have it? No. I... No. Damn it! I was hoping they freed up more time on Dynamite. They they for
0: never years? they never announced it on like. Parent Mikey and Zach were both there live uh, oh, okay. for last week's Dynamite and Rampage, and after Dynamite went off the air, Suzuki Goon challenged them to a tag match. Um, uh, next, they said just they just said next week, so okay. we, it was at Arthur Ashe. We had no idea what day it was. My bet looking at the time was like, oh, we already have five Dynamite matches announced and three Rampage matches,
1: and Rampage is two hours, it'll probably be Rampage. Okay, well, that's cool. Uh, this is going to be a war, and I love that they added Archer to make it Suzuki-Goon. Um, I feel like a lot of people, the moment he was you know, backing up Suzuki, just got like that great vibe from back in the day when Mm -hmm. he was there i and i always i thought archer's final run in new japan is uh, maybe his best run because that's where he became what he is now and i think him he figured it out he finally figured it all out i think him and suzuki should win i think they i think lights out match that likely means it doesn't count against the record That means you can have these two guys just go to war with Kingston and Mox. And in the end, I think it's better to have Suzuki win than to lose because then you have that one last blow off match between him and Mox. And you could just have them go to war, which I know, like, they love to have Mox win, which is fair. He's, you know, top five star in the company. Yeah, I mean, there's been a a lot of people to jump in, but I don't think his spot has really moved. Mm -hmm. And I think he can lose to a Minoru Suzuki and Lance Archer without being affected. And of course, if you want to have Kingston get pinned, that is what it is. But I think this is this is about Mox and Suzuki. When it comes down to it,
0: yeah, I think it's the same sort of uh booking that you can had that you had with the Thunder Rosa Britt Baker match, mm. where you have an outside at the time an outside person versus your your big star, and yep. you can have because it's lights out, you can have the match put over the big star even more, but have the other person win easily. Mm-hmm. You can have Suzuki win here. I think that's the good idea. I think Lance needs it. uh i think he needs a little bit more there a little more juice um i don't think eddie robinson yeah uh, no uh uh takahashi yujiro takahashi Yes.
1: okay big juice
0: I i forgot his name i was like oh tokyo pimp what's his name huge big huge um yeah, no, I think I think it makes sense to have suzuki Gunwin over here. I could see Eddie Kingston, John Moxley winning, but I don't Absolutely. think the fact that it's lights out. I don't think it. They need a win. I mean, it doesn't because it, the match. It's not that the match doesn't matter in terms of the rankings and whatnot and records and all that jazz it doesn't (laughs) but because it it doesn't but the what is the draw to the match is just that it is happening that's all
1: that's all that it is and i think that's the beauty of these stories it doesn't always have to be about the rankings now the rankings are a different conversation for a different day so i will let you move on
0: six man tag team match christian cage and jungle boy and luchasaurus taking on uh, Super Click, Adam Cole, Matt Jackson, and Nick Jackson. Uh, definitely,
1: no Baby. Uh, definitely this is feels the match like I'm most excited for. Believe it or not, on that night, what's yeah? That's fair. Rephrase. Trios titles. I'm just feeling
0: it in on. the air. Just feeling it in the air. I could I... just make this match for the trios titles. Let's just do it.
1: I first. Okay, and Have so, Jungle
0: Boy win them, please, for the love of God.
1: <laughs> I know, give Jungle Boy something to do. Give him a title win so that Ryan can leave him alone. <laughs>
0: please. <laughs> I, I, here's the thing about Jungle Boy. Is that I think he's great. I think he's really good in the ring. The problem is, it's like everyone's chump. Ta- everyone's talking about he's like the next Okada. And I'm like, he... I mean, to be fair, Okada wasn't much of a talker anyway, so maybe I just put, ruined my argument there. But it's like, we have Okada no idea how he can talk. Okada and TNA. Sure. But, like, he is... People are saying that, like, he is Hook. Like, he is a god amongst gods, right? But it's like... We have no idea how he can talk. Of what he... He doesn't... He doesn't really have the talking skills under his belt. He had the... On Wednesday, he had the Ricky Bobby hands. Uh, doing the promo. And and I, and I don't want to say these things because I think he's a great wrestler. I think he has a history. But the problem is, it's like, look... Everyone and their mother is saying how great this guy is. And it's like, look, yeah, he's great in the ring, but like, I don't see anything that's telling me he's like a future world champion. He hasn't won a single match practically. But have you seen his hair? <laughs> I have seen his hair. <laughs> and it was great when it was on Troy Tro- Tro- Palomalu of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Like, uh. it, like, get him a brand deal or something, Jungle Boy. Um. What are you doing, Mark Henry? Aren't you there to uh, help get these brand deals? Get the you know, get the man some Head and Shoulders, and get him on a commercial with Luchasaurus <laughs> and Marco Stun. They could all they all got great hair. The, the whole te- the whole thing oh, is yeah, about
1: great we're hair. Off the rails. We're no, this is all. I knew bringing up Jungle Boy would have been the. For, uh, we've done so well for four episodes. Get
0: the man, get the man a signature win. The this is all I I'm agree. screaming about. Get the man a signature win His only signature win Is against MJF And people bring up like Another signature win is a 10 minute draw against Chris Jericho It's like great That match wasn't about them Drawing either that match was about Like Chris Jericho playing with his food And he was just like oh I'll just play with it for 10 minutes like he didn't care Don't don't edit that out Don't edit I'll just play with it for 10 Minutes out of the podcast (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's uh, it's not a signature win it, it, it he was a lot it wasn't a win at all and it was a draw because we the story of the match is chris jericho playing with him the entire time <laughs> the guy can't cut a promo yet so i don't know where we're saying that he's the greatest guy ever greatest wrestler into the sun.
1: well because he's the complete opposite of mjf I, sure but yeah and he got one win over
0: mjf that's cool but he's got nothing give me a trios title match with Jungle Boy winning the titles for his team. Like, people are saying, oh, a signature Jungle Boy moment is him losing against C- J- uh, Cody Rhodes for the TNT title and then doing the p- fireworks. I was like, that was embarrassing to watch for Jungle Boy.
1: Oh, you, you, um, you, all you, right. you got so me. I will take over because I wasn't going <laughs> to... I'm going gonna... to eat my goddamn donut. <laughs> you know, the funny part is I wasn't going to talk about Jungle Boy for a single second in this match because I just, I don't whatever anyways so let me go in a sense that i brought up the idea um was it? i think it was this week that adam cole joining aew in my eyes defeated the purpose of mjf there was someone that joined us on twitch i think mid people. <laughs> 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 okay well <laughs> i'm sorry to them anyways to me to me adam Cole defeats the purpose of mjf because and before you know i i had conversations with people i i don't even know if it was you um i don't think it was i think this is the first time we're talking about it adam Cole does everything mjf does well without screaming man without screaming but he does everything else that mjf doesn't do well better he's a better wrestler than mjf Mm -hmm. he can talk the talk like mjf He's a bigger star already than MJF. And this is when I look. Adam Cole is only 32 years old. Yeah. He has the prime of his career left. And I know we talk about MJF as the, he much like Jungle Boy has talked about, he is the next great heel world champion. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Wonderful. He's going to, he's going to achieve that someday. But to me, he loses that opportunity to be the top heel now moving forward. Because, Mm. I don't know how you have Adam Cole on the same show and you put MJF over him. And I understand MJF gets the nuclear heat that everyone wants, but the nuclear heat is literally like saying Brian Pillman's in hell. Like, I don't understand like how much Adam Cole could do that too. If you really needed him to (laughs) any of these, any of these people could do it. That's called wrestling. Like like all he does is just make fun of people and the way they look like that's, that's MJF is
0: MJF can get under people's skin more but you're right yes. is that it's like well you have adam cole can just say the same thing but it for whatever reason it feels better of mjf doing it for me at least
1: but uh, yes but you're i'm not okay so i'm not a huge mjf fan but i understand the appeal because he is different in a sense that he's going to say things that other people are not but again it goes back for me does he ever become that number one heel and I know companies have multiple heels. Yeah. I got to point out how, you know, WWE had Macho Man and DiBiase back in the day. And, mm-hmm. you know, the list goes on. You have Randy Orton, Edge, and yada, 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 so yeah. on and so forth. Yeah, one and two. But I don't know if MGF becomes one ever. And and it's always been MGF will be the perfect heel to Hangman Page. Well, no, I think Adam Cole is the perfect heel to Hangman Page. Because one, you already have in the worked in elite story, you already have the fact that they're like the same age also, like mm. MJF's more with Jungle Boy in in sense that they're both very young and they can be there at the same time. But as, but also, I don't know what you do with MJF for the next year without having him ever accomplish that title unless he loses steam well easy you you have
0: him win the dynamite ring again
1: (laughs) Uh, you want to talk about stupid wins uh (laughs) and to me the moment adam cole jumped into AEW, he jumped in ahead of the line to win the world title i don't think adam cole based off his popularity uh, dude the dude got the loudest pop and I, I mean, you can always turn a baby face, but that's just not Adam Cole. That's not who he is as a character. Well, I mean, they definitely teased him going up against Omega at some point. That's also potential down the line. So that's the way MJF becomes a top heel. But I like where Adam Cole is in his character. And I think he has jumped in front of MJF in terms of becoming the AEW world champion. Mm-hmm. If you want a heel to beat Hangman for the title, to me, to me, Adam Cole makes far more sense than MJF who I think people have pitched to beat Hangman in like his first defense and I was like but you have all this talent do you really want MJF to be number one right now like you have so much talent at your disposal you have Brian Danielson who I don't think will ever touch the title you have CM Punk who I don't ever think will touch the title and that's because they don't need the title Mm -hmm. Danielson I could uh, I could maybe see but probably not they'll get title matches out of them but that's probably it you have cody who you know he did the thing where i'll never challenge for the world title listen this is professional wrestling there's going to be a time where he challenges for the world title again. i still believe that because he's going to become a heel and he's gonna be like i'm an evp shut up uh i don't know i just it's interesting to think about mgf and adam cole moving forward because to me they're one and two Mm-hmm. In terms of long term heels, clearly the number one heels right now are the elite as a whole. Sure, that's just. Uh, but it's it's an interesting topic, um, and it kind ca- your jungle boy um, rant made me think of that because like I see MJF in a sense that when is the time? Because yes, he has signature wins over Jericho, Chris Jericho, yeah. but no one gives a shit. Uh, <laughs> like no one cared when he got that win. <laughs> no, and then he lost. <laughs> In like well, most, The
0: problem is that no one cared because they went straight into a rematch that Jericho then no, won. I think no one
1: cared because it was an eight-month story that Fair was paid off like four different times. Fair enough. That's also true. <laughs> like you do blood and guts. You do stadium stampede, and then you keep it going for another four months. Like, that was just botched. And I think that hurt MJF actually a lot. I don't think that Jericho win helped him because by the time that happened – you know we already had match after match after match i thought the blood and guts was the perfect way to end that story because mm-hmm. he was on top he did the heelish thing of pushing him through cardboard and you know <laughs> so forth so on it's just a interesting topic but when it comes down to the super click versus the other team that we were trying to talk about, <laughs> just about to i just to get to i'm excited for the match because i love adam cole and the young bucks together because they are very good at being assholes together i think
0: uh jungle boy luchasaurus <laughs> cage should win but i think the super click is gonna win and after the match they're gonna roll out trios titles and then put and them on they're,
1: and they're gonna pin jungle boy yeah they're gonna pin jungle boy and make me upset more <laughs> they're absolutely gonna pin jungle boy you know i could see jungle boy get his first major win against adam cole perfect do it, then. Do it, then. For the love of God. Do it, then. Please. I thought it was interesting that they picked those two for Adam Cole to be, his, like, Christian Cage and Jungle Boy seemed to be his first few. So I think that's really good because he can beat Christian Cage. I want, to see, um, I want to see Adam Cole versus Marcus Dunn.
0: I actually think that would be
1: good. It would be good. You're right. Yeah, <laughs> That I mean. would actually be, it would kind of remind me of a different version of Fuego versus Miro. <laughs> like the first time yeah because you would go into be like oh cole's gonna kill him but marco stunt would be able to do some crazy things to annoy cole which would be really fun so that's a good call i'm sorry that we both went on rants but it had to happen that's fine i think it was an all-time rant here we go yours was an all-time rant mine was just complaining that mjf and and adam cole's better than mjf Ethan Page, Scorpio Sky,
0: with Dan Lambert in their corner, taking on the team of Chris Jericho and Jake Hager, baby. Bellator versus MMA.
1: I couldn't care less about this match. I I hate the Dan Lambert stuff. It was fun for, like, the first week because he got massive heat, and then he never stopped cutting the same promo, and he's just so annoying. And then they were like, you know what? His representatives in the ring... Will be Scorpio Sky and Ethan Page. And I think Ethan Page was actually doing good heel work at one time. Yeah. Before you know, he got lost in the shuffle. But oh my god, it's just who cares? Who cares? Like Jericho should have lost that MJF match because to me he's flat. Uh, but he's always gonna get the reactions because he has a theme song that people can sing to. And Hager, I don't even. I don't even know where you need me to go about Hager. Hager stinks. Hager's Yeah, I think
0: Jericho has the same issues, the character of Jericho has the same issues that Cody Rhodes has right now, which is, it feels like we've seen everything from them, but they're Mm. still around, and you're like, okay, cool.
1: At least Cody Rhodes goes away.
0: Yeah, I guess it's fair. (laughs) (laughs) We never got that Fozzie tour where Jericho was going to be gone for all summer
1: long. No, I'm still asking for that damn Fozzie tour. (laughs)
0: Who do you think's gonna win? Uh, let's just—I don't care. Uh, let's say Jared No, Jer- Jericho gonna win here. No, let's say Paige and Sky. Why not?
1: You know, Paige and Sky, I guess, should win, but I have—I just think they'll just put over Jericho for no good reason. The whole point of the Dan Lambert thing was—I thought they were gonna have MMA people like try to wrestle, and then they did it, and they were like men of the year, and I was like, oh.
0: Great. I can see it maybe happening. Like Maybe we'll get Jake Hager versus some guy. and, and Jorge Masvidal. Yeah, why not? <laughs> um, but yeah, I think Paige and Sky almost need this win way more. And I can see it happening maybe like Cheap Heat sort of style where Dan Lambert gets involved. I'm waving, or... I'm waving the flag.
1: Just, I'm, I'm good. I don't care.
0: <laughs> Santana, Ortiz, Santana Ortiz, Pentel Zero Miedo, and Ray Phoenix with the great manager that is Alex Aberhante's. Taking on the Hardy family office, Isaiah Cassidy, Ugh. Mark Quinn, Blade, and Butcher. Yeah,
1: you know, it's funny. I like all four of those wrestlers on the Hardy family office, but I hate hearing about the Hardy family office. I also saw someone on a have a take the other day, which I will almost jump through my phone, that Team Taz is worse than HFO. And I was like, are you kidding me? That might be the worst take I've ever seen. Yeah, that's not a good take. Uh, that being said, this match could be really good
0: yeah i think AEW does multi-man matches very well um i think uh penta and phoenix and they're obviously gonna be great it's every single all of these people are great so you put a bunch of great people to match hopefully it's going to come out good assuming uh, all you know everything comes out well and i just i i don't see anything wrong with this i could see you know maybe we'll get Cassidy and Quinn win the match, and then they can maybe challenge for the yeah. titles or something. I don't know. Yeah, they're they're they nowhere can. on the records. I think
1: the ranking. I love so. the butcher, the butcher. I love that guy. He's awesome. Look, like his whole look is just awesome. Too bad he's with the blade. Penelope
0: Ford versus Anna J in a singles match. Here, uh, we're continuing that Anna J, Bunny Ford, uh, Ali, uh, Conti stuff. Um, I don't know. I thought Anna J didn't look that great in singles competition last week uh, on Rampage. I didn't think she looked that good. It was her, I guess if you if you count the Battle Royal at the pay-per-view, it was her second time ever wrestling in front of a crowd, her first time by herself. Um, I think she needs the, well, I guess she did a bunch of dark tapings. But, uh, I don't know. I, uh. I'm I'm light on Anna J right now, and Penelope Ford I think is is decent, but Penelope Ford also can mess up a lot. So I'm I don't know I don't know. You don't seem confident at all.
1: When was Double or Nothing?
0: When was
1: Double or Nothing? Was that in May? Yeah. Okay. So since May,
0: mm-hmm.
1: Penelope Ford has been on TV. Oh
0: no! I can see where this rant is going. I'll-
1: countless times like a ridiculous amount of time she has been like the one woman that has been on tv her and the freaking bunny and i need to know what dirt they have on tony khan anyways well obviously uh, bunny is in with qt marshall well uh, sure (laughs) great awesome uh but back to the double or nothing take the show before double or nothing the dynamite before was the last time the last time, Hikaru Shida was on AEW Dynamite. So she has not been on Dynamite since then. However, however, <laughs> Penelope Ford and the Bunny have been on it probably 12 times each almost. Which is probably not true. That's very much an over prediction. But they have been on it a lot. And uh, now, now um, Anna J. We'll be on a back-to-back weeks. Mm-hmm. Great. Awesome. So good. That's how we... Women's wrestling. Woo! Hey,
0: um, you're getting women's like, wrestling on the mat card. You can't complain about the participants. That's that's no, the stance, no, apparently.
1: That is absolutely what I'm going to do. Uh, <laughs> Riho left, by the way. Riho is back in Japan. She said, screw you guys. I'm going home. I'm uh, moving uh, to the States. Oh,
0: you're not going to use me. Okay, I'll just go back to Japan then. I'll go back to where COVID is worse and there's more of a
1: lockdown and all that stuff. I've been asking for her to go back to Japan to wrestle forever just because I want to see Riho wrestle. But, you know, whatever. Uh, Anna Jay did not look great. Uh, did she wrestle the bunny? Yes. Well, that's why she didn't look great. The yeah, I, that's what I was about to say. <laughs> like, I mean, just... like, And Anna J is, like, very new to wrestling. So I don't know why we would expect anything huge out of her. Uh, Penelope Four versus Anna J is not going to be great. It's gonna be. uh, I
0: think it has. um, I think it has potential to be better than Bunny Anna J.
1: Sure, sure. I I got yelled at by someone on Twitter that I'm. I was being harsh on Penelope Ford, and I was like, "Dude, Penelope Ford's just like you. Look at all the women they have, or all the women in like all these major promotions. She is closer to the bottom than the top. Okay, like that's just the truth. I I would agree to that. I don't think she's awful, but I can agree that she's at the bottom of the She's the definitely barrel. not awful because, you know, there's other wrestlers that fit that mold. Uh, but, you know, this match is going to happen, and that's that.
0: I took a bite of my donut.
1: I've been eating a donut, by the way. This is my you know, breakfast. What kind of donut you eating? I'm eating a birthday cake donut. I haven't had breakfast. I'm just powering through. I've had water. If you're watching
0: this, we stream the show live uh, on Sundays at Twitch.tv/countout. You can see me eating a donut. That's the height of my professionalism right now. It's my breakfast. It's a uh, we have this we have peaked donut- as a as a yeah I peaked as a podcaster. Uh, no. There's a donut place near us called Revolution Donuts, and they you know that's very very great donut place. Um, so I got three donuts, three donuts for you, Scotty. We got the birthday cake donut. It is a uh, a donut with chocolate frosting, cake crumbles on top, and like a bit of whipped cream and sprinkles in the middle. Tastes like a
1: birthday it looks cake. Looks cakey. It looks more cakey than donut-y.
0: Yeah, they have like the yeast versus cake uh, uh. style of donuts that they have.
1: Mm. I
0: also got here. I like open oh, up my box. Should... We're gonna do an unboxing.
1: Nice. This
0: is Revolution Donuts. Revolution Donuts come down to Atlanta and go here. It's very, very, very good donut place. If you ever came down here, I would take you here. Great! We got. Uh, Look forward to a it. classic
1: vanilla bean. Nice. It looks good. It looks very
0: good. And
1: looking great to be because I haven't eaten. Anything. The
0: the pinnacle of the pinnacle. Better than the pinnacle of AEW.
1: Doesn't take much.
0: We got here what is called the crunchy mister. Here we go. This donut is basically a croque monsieur, where it is a donut with like cheese on top, you know, baked on, and you got. What is that? What's in there? Ham. ham. Big old ham.
1: So it's a sandwich.
0: Practically a breakfast sandwich, but it's a donut too. It's incredible. Okay. I, I
1: cannot stress uh, enough. I probably would have ate that first. That...
0: Oh, no, I save it for last because <laughs> it's that good. I'm like, I got to, like, you got to save the best for last. But, but they got all this stuff. Uh, Jesse, okay. Jesse got a strawberry cereal milk donut. Or, um, I have no idea what that is, but she got it. <laughs> and they have they have a bunch of. I think they have like an everything donut, like an everything bagel donut. Like they have a bunch of different things, but it's very good. Re- Revolution Donuts, highly recommended. Atlanta, Georgia. This
1: is the type of content you people come here for. You come here for unboxings, Mountain Dew <laughs> face tests, and maybe some wrestling. This box. show is oh, just no, me eating no, food. Now Jungle Boy rants. Yeah, baby, Jungle Boy. Uh,
0: Dr. Britt Brit Baker, DMD versus Ruby Soho for the AEW Women's World title on Dynamite oh, on Wednesday. Say, We're, We're moving on to Dynamite here. Britt Brit Baker, Ruby Soho. What What are you? Uh,
1: no. Ruby, 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 Ruby Soho. I definitely said way too many Rubies. But
0: that's what... <laughs> what are the odds, in your opinion, of Ruby Soho winning?
1: Uh, About 5%. Really? You're that low? Uh, no, I'll say 40%. That promo, like, slightly convinced... Well, not slightly, I said 40. That, you know, they <laughs> you went could... went from 5% to 40s. <laughs> because I think the Switch would be shocking. It would be a big moment for the um, setting that they're in. And, of course, you know, they could have Ruby switch it back before, whatever. That being said, all signs go to brit baker versus dunderosa that is the story that we are waiting for so could you do that without the title yes could you do two swaps with the title between then yes because it sounds like we're not going to do that until the beginning of next year so if you want to give ruby like a month reign, or maybe even rain until full gear and lose it back to brit that's also possible uh but I do think Britt Baker wins here. I think Ruby's promo the other day was great. Mm-hmm. I know a lot of people hate the, uh, you're a basic. You're a, no, I thought that was fin- fantastic. Like, they both one-lined each other so perfectly.
0: Yeah. Um, you need to yeah, call Britt great. Baker out on her. The, you need to call the character Britt Baker out on her shit. That's what yeah. That's what I think Ruby did. Yeah. I, I think Ruby has, like, a 30% chance. I think she. there's a chance she can win it. I think it would be interesting. But I don't. I don't think you have Britt Baker lose here. I, I think she still needs it. I don't think Ruby Soho really needs to win either. Um, I think.
1: I think this is the first time you have it not be a clean win for Britt in a title defense.
0: Interesting. Well, it depends. The problem is, is that we also don't know what Britt is. Is she a heel? Is she a face? Is she a st- Stone Cold Steve Austin antihero?
1: Like, she is not Stone Cold Steve Austin.
0: Why not? Why not? She's also
1: not Becky Lynch. So, like, yeah. let's just like, the, the next step would be, you know, Becky Lynch. She's also not Becky Lynch. I think Britt does great. Yeah, I want to put that out there. She's not the best wrestler in the world, but she's had good matches. Like, I can name good matches that Britt Baker's had, including the one with Chris Statlander and, of course, the one with Thunder Rosa. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think um, she's best in the heelish, more heelish role. So, I agree. I could see uh, Jamie Hader and Reba coming in and, uh, you know, messing up a little bit because uh, one one third of uh, Ruby's well, help is already gone. It's... Oh, I was about to say, I was like, oh, yeah, it's Riho and Statlander. And then Riho's. <laughs> yeah, Riho Re- has to go back to Japan so that she can wrestle on uh, the TJPW wow. show.
0: Wow. I, completely, I was about to say, I was like, well, Riho and Statlander can make the save, but I completely forgot about that. Oh, Brieho was like, nah, screw you, Ruby. Um, what? <coughs> I'm coughing too much. I need to get a glass of water. Um, Britt Baker, next challenger. We think it's going to be, she's going to win. The obvious person would be Thunder Rosa. She's number two. But We have
1: to talk about number three. She's been number two for like a decade. I know.
0: <laughs> but we got to talk about number three, which is Jade Cargill. who is around the corner. I think Thunder Rosa versus Jade Cargo has the potential to be a good number one contenders match. But then the
1: question is, who do you go with, Thunder Rosa or Jade Cargo? It's so risky to put Jade in that top five. Like I think they should have just kept keeping her out of it because Mm -hmm. it's very clear she's still not ready to take the reins as champion. I think everything she does, like when she's getting better at it and she's starting to look really good at doing it and i think legit layla hirsch made her look really good on dynamite as good as she could right i would say and i think layla hirsch is very good Mm -hmm. so like that i think her match with camille probably defines that to a lot of people that layla hirsch is really good because no one has ever agreed that camille's you know this out of this world wrestler but clearly layla hirsch does a lot uh but hmm I've seen I, I tr I discussed this with someone recently and discussing a lot of things with people. I discuss a lot of things about wrestling because I get bored. Uh, yeah, wrestling's a You only do this like show once a week. I can't talk about it more often. Uh, I know, I know, I uh I know. Well, we, we discuss anything on Twitter once in a yeah, while. Yeah. You know, just let me talk. God. <laughs> um, I Shut have, up and I eat asked, your donut, Ryan. I asked, what do you do with Jade Cargill? Because you, it's scared. Well, it's because I was covering the rankings this week and I was like, she's at three now. Mm-hmm. Like, that, that's serious. Like, you could have kept her at five for the longest time, no one would bat an eye. Mm-hmm. Uh, but now. Do you have her lose before She gets a title match do you have her Lose before she gets a contenders match What do you do With Jade Cargill yeah I'm guessing they go with the Nyla Rose story eventually Because that's the one they were hinting At but there's been no Hint that it's going to continue so I don't know man Good luck (laughs) Good luck booking Jade Uh, She could just be their Goldberg which someone uh, said to me, and I want to give credit to them, not me. I did not have that idea. I don't. Mm-hmm. They deserve that credit if it does happen. Um, Do so. you remember Remember who said that? Yeah, um, Alex, guy I work with. <laughs> you are yeah. like,
0: I want to give them credit, then don't reference who they are. Well, no, he doesn't it's like It's it's like it's like you're writing a book, and it's no, like, oh, like, let me go I, to Citation I, B, and I then you go I don't to know, I don't nothing there. don't even know
1: why I gave him credit. I don't ugh. Alex, you don't deserve
0: credit. There we go. Malachi Black versus Cody Rhodes. Cody Rhodes making his debut return match after teaming up with um, uh, Nightmare Family member Rosario Dawson. I love it. Uh, We also hear reports that Stephen Amell will also be in attendance for the show. Mm -hmm. One would have to imagine that this might be the match he gets involved with. Or I guess also he could get involved with the Rampage Super Click match but, uh, I could see this match or the CM Punk match to the heels. Oh, that make that would make sense. He would be in CM Punk's corner maybe as a second, Mm -hmm. um, Malachi Black versus Cody Rhodes though. Um, it does. The problem with this match to me is that this entire booking is pretty much exactly the same as the first time Cody left to film, um, his TV show, the go big show with Brody Lee destroying him. Cody comes back. Cody wins back the title. This feels like we're very close to doing the exact same booking of Cody loses, gets destroyed, then leaves and films a TV show, comes back and gets the rematch win. But why would they do that twice? I don't see why they would do that twice. I feel like everyone in the room would be like, we already did this. Which makes me think Malachi Black is winning this match. Is that the right idea? I th- Honestly, I think he is. He's over as hell, so why not?
1: Alexa, plays Smoke and Mirrors by Jim Johnston. <laughs> oh, no. I actually think Malachi Black's <laughs> I I do. I think he has to win. I think if he loses everything that he's been doing goes directly down the drain, I think he has to win Mm -hmm. because as much, you know, with all these stars that they brought in, they've brought three bigger names in since Malachi black joined, but his popularity has not been denied yet. He lost to Cody destroys him and he enters the realm of andrade i think where you don't know where they go from here i think he needs to win i think the house of black thing is great and you further him up the ladder as one of your top heels i think he makes a lot of sense for a guy who beats whoever beats miro if that makes sense
0: yeah i can see that I can see that. I can also see a, a eventual title challenge where I can see Malachi losing against Omega, but I think also you know you can do that title challenge as well. I think well, Malachi's got to win here. I think I think the store the everything is dictating that Malachi is the guy that has to win. Then it, it then becomes well, what does that mean for Cody Rhodes? And right, I don't know what that means for Cody Rhodes. Honestly, I could see him just retiring. Just yeah, I don't he, know.
1: Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Well, there. I hate to like keep bringing back up reports, but there were reports like there are big plans for Cody Rhodes. I don't know what that means. I hope when you say big plans, it's like he fused with like Adam Cole, like or something ridiculous. Like I don't know what big plans mean Mm -hmm. for some guy that can't challenge for the world title. He did say on Twitter yesterday that after the Malachi stuff, he looks to go after the TNT title again. So maybe he's a Miro defense that would make a lot of sense if you want to put Miro over further, um, mm-hmm. but I I think there's a legitimate chance Sammy Guevara could beat Miro, so that's where I get a little confused. But um, if Miro beats Sammy Guevara, which seems to be the direction, Cody versus Miro at full gear makes a lot of sense, even if he loses this match. MJF versus Brian Pillman Jr.
0: taking out Arthur, Arthur. I Rash. don't care. I mean, that's fair enough. I don't think this, this, they built up this match as much as possible. I don't think they see a lot of Brian Pillman and I don't necessarily see it as much as they do. Um, but I think it's obvious that MJF is going to
1: win. Do you just say who you want to win, and then we can go on with our lives? I want MJF to win, so we can just never have to see the rematch. Because if MJF loses, we're gonna have to see a rematch,
0: and that would be painful. You don't want to see MJF and Wardlow versus uh,
1: the Varsity Blondes on next. No, week's I want to see Wardlow versus MJF. That's huh? like the story that I'm interested in. It, out of everything MJF's doing, that has been the one thing that has kept me be like, okay, this is good. Because every dig he puts at MJ at Wardlow. You know, will lead to that eventual thing where and we're getting uh, more turn. and more digs, we're getting yeah. more and more digs. And I think Wardlow's a easy baby face monster to have. So, when that time comes, I'm intrigued. Um, and MJF, you know, I was giving him slack, uh, whatever earlier because of Adam Cole, and you know, but he's still very useful to this brand like he's still one of their main players and i think a lot of my souring on him is because of the jericho feud i just i was so done with it and then they moved him on to brian pillman jr i was like are we are we really doing this to him are we really doing this i can't get myself to care darby
0: allen darby allen and sting oh my god i can't pronounce the names darby allen and sting taking on the team of ftr cash wheeler and Jax Harwood. Thank, I guess Cash Wheeler is not uh retiring whatever that weird promo was about. Uh it looks like it was a work, brother, and uh looks like they will be taking on uh the father and son duo of
1: Darby Allen and Sting. Um I guess the uh MJ, I guess the FTR Santana Ortiz things over. Yeah. No, yeah. No, yeah. Looks <laughs> just, like that ended just cuz yeah. um, they definitely didn't just split the matches and needed a third. To def- no, that never happened. <laughs> Uh huh. (laughs) Uh, I think FTR needs to win. FTR needs to win, you say? I do. I think if you keep having Sting go undefeated in these matches, which I guess it doesn't matter because they're just tag matches, it's it. I never, I have never thought it well, Scorpio, Sky, and Ethan Page kind of look weak. I'm not gonna lie to you, but I think it makes sense to have FTR win because then this weird story that they're doing between the pinnacle and in them instantly ends because I, I don't know. I, uh, I don't understand where this story's going. Yeah. So it's hard for me to predict the match, but I think FTR needs the win a lot more than Darby and Sting do. Well, Sting doesn't need any wins. <laughs> Could we be
0: seeing down the line? It feels like this sort of pinnacle feud looked kind of like a short term feud as we get into the next big Darby Allen feud. Mm -hmm. But then there's also MJF who is part of Pinnacle who is also kind of doing a short feud before he gets into his next big Mm MJF feud. Could we be seeing Pinnacle versus Darby Allen slash
1: MJF versus Darby Allen? I think it's feasible. Mm -hmm. I think it's totally feasible. That makes a lot of sense for full gear. Keep them both busy. Uh Hmm. If, if that's the case, which I actually like that idea, mm-hmm. you probably have Sting and Darby win. Yeah, that would make sense. That would make sense to have to have so, yeah. it to hold. To so I'd probably pick those two to win, which is, you know, the safer choice anyways. Yeah.
0: And it forwards
1: the momentum that way.
0: Yeah. Uh, the only option I could see is Sting versus uh, Tully Blanchard down the line as the big full gear match. Speaking of big matches, speaking of God tier matches to have in 2021. 2.0 for. <laughs> <laughs> hey, 2.0 are great. <laughs> Two dads. Uh, Brian Danielson versus Kenny Omega, non title match. Title is not on the line here. What is on the line is who can call themselves the best in the world today. Is that going to be Kenny Omega? Is that going to be Brian Danielson? Oh boy. Just This is one of those matches that's like, get into it, strap yourself in, f- throw your phone across the room, get it out of here. I'm just watching this match. This is all that's going to be. This match has to live up to the hype. That's, that's all it has to be. It has to live up to the hype. Because this match has five-star potential to it. And I can't wait. And I can't wait. Scotty.
1: It's dangerous. Ooh in a good way Ooh. because Ooh. putting so putting on this match in the biggest show you'll ever have well not ever because i think they'll be in stadiums down the line and whatnot but the biggest show you've ever had yeah brilliant it's the perfect match because you don't need the title on the line for this to feel special i think they've i think the way they've booked it i think the way they've led up to it has been perfect booking I think Danielson's confidence in himself is the best character um he should have like I think because we always have known he's confident that he's the best wrestler in the world even when he was Daniel Bryan he felt that way yeah so now that he has a chance to prove it I'm I'm scared Like, because when you have matches of this epic proportions, like, you know, they've wrestled before. I think, I think a lot of people don't know that they have wrestled before, but this was before the yes movement. This was before seven stars. This was before they became household names. Mm -hmm. And since they have become that the world changes, these two are to the two most popular wrestlers, in the world you know you put them in conversations with and two of the best like that this isn't a uh, this isn't this isn't a work this is a shoot like they are two of the best at the craft yeah but you put this on tv and that's where you get dangerous Because commercials can ruin Mm. a great flow for a wrestling match. And I've seen great TV matches. I always go back to uh, John Cena versus CM Punk on Monday Night Raw for, I think it was to go to WrestleMania and face The Rock. Great television match. But one, my question to you is, how much time do they get with six matches already on the card? Or five
0: matches already on this card.
1: Oh, right, because yeah, because the uh, the one that I thought is no longer there with mm-hmm. Suzuki, which is a good idea. Um, so, okay, how much time does this match get? How many commercials are they able to limit it to? Because technically, they could limit it to zero if they wanted to, but that is not going to happen because this is going to be the most watched segment on the show. You want that money, and this match how,
0: this match alone has potential to be watched by one point five.
1: How do you finish? The match those are my three questions to you before i give uh what i'm thinking um well the world title well no it's not a world title match so no, it's, it's not, not a
0: 60 minute time limit uh i think it's 30, a 30, 30 minute. minute
1: or or which i think it's going to be it is remaining uh show time remaining time limit i think that's what they'll do there, unless they open
0: time limit yeah, I don't think I think this has to be your main event. I think your opener, if anything, will be Black versus Rhodes. Yeah. Um, I would say twenty minutes roughly if they want to if they want a conclusion. Mm-hmm. But I've heard a lot of people considering a a time limit draw for this, or like you said, TV time remaining, which can easily be mm-hmm. at the <laughs> at the rate some of these <laughs> shows have been going, fifteen minutes. Yeah. Which I think is the better idea. Mm-hmm. I think a TV time re- limit remaining is a way better idea. Mm-hmm. We've been seeing that they have less and less amount of time in the main events as lately. Have them go to the draw there. So that then... It's the same thing we talked about with uh, Utami versus Shuri. Shuri yeah. And Five Star. And I think it's similar. That they're both really great wrestlers. That I think that their match story needs more time to play out. Mm-hmm. The problem of that though is when does it play out? Yeah. And the fear is, is it happening at full gear, like the reports are from uh, Meltzer were? Does that replace a page match? That's the fear. Yeah. But right now i'm not gonna think about that that's also really far away it's also very it's november They're very far away we got two months away right now i think a time limit draw tv time limit draw will be the first one they've ever done i think that's a it's a good like i said the shuri utami five-star grand prix match a good appetizer mm-hmm. let's get the appetizer let's get danielson in the ring let's see how he does and then we can continue because this is obviously going to happen again in a bigger stage for the title at some point. The question is when, not if. It's when. Second point, second question, which was, who is how going? Many commercials? How many commercials? That's the problem. Is <laughs> uh, you're you're you got a business. I'm going to be honest here. It's business. It's capitalism. All that jazz. As a wrestling fan, uh, that Tony Khan probably wants. You don't want any commercials, obviously. But as the businessman of the company, this, like we said, can easily be your most watched segment of the entire show. I think has potential. I think this entire show has potential to hit one point five overall viewers to break the record. But I think this segment alone has the potential to hit that spot, hit that one point five million viewers. Yeah. Which means, with I I, I don't quite remember how they're their deal works out, but basically you put commercials in, you're going to make a butt ton of money. So the, the thing is, it's like, well, we can make a butt ton of money or we can make no money whatsoever. And just give this basically for free to the fans. You, you have to put commercials in Yeah. all the, the commercials that they put in are all going to be picture in picture, but it, it, what it's it, that's what it's what you got to do that it's what yeah. you have to do it's it as yep. a business you have to do it and I get everyone saying the the concerns about TV wrestling commercials but that is just the nature of the beast and if anything what I like to hear about that is that n- no one complains about the commercials during Monday Night Raw or Friday night Smackdown they only complain about premier though the, they yes and you know why it's different is because the wrestling is good and people want to watch the wrestling and that is why people are upset about the commercials. This is because the wrestling is so good that they want to keep watching the wrestling. So that, to me, is a huge-ass compliment to AEW. Uh, I think your third question was, who's going to win? Tyler Mitro. So I think that's that answers that question. But I think oh, if if you wanted to have a decision, you have Kenny Omega win, I think. He's your champion. If you have Brian Danielson win, then you have to have him defend the title at some point, which could happen on television down the line. But or full gear um but i think you got you got omega you got your champion you got um uh the guy that's been your company since the beginning and i don't want to say that but like you got brian anderson that guy that was in wwe a couple months ago he can he you bring in the guy who's from the other company just say like our guys are better by having him beat it's a classic wrestling trope uh so we can do that yeah so I that's that's where I'm on all those questions, I think. And I think this match has potential to be great. I think this patch has potential to break watching viewer records. Uh, I think this match can bring in a lot of WWE people, a lot of those stands. I think that's the whole purpose of the show, is to bring in all of those people. And I think, it, it'll, and I think it'll achieve that. And I think it'll achieve that.
1: I, I think it'll achieve that. I think what people need to do, though, is... Get their, get their hopes down now. Yes, because yes. they're not getting a five star class. I just don't think it's possible. A time limit to, draw is not going to be five stars. No way. A time limit draw that doesn't hit sixty or thirty sure. is not going to be five stars. Because yes. I think there's, a, yes. I think you can have a five because you know that Kenny. Uh, uh, the Kenny Okada draw. Um, in, me, in a way, the Utami Shiri draw. <laughs> for, for me, the first one was that. Like, So you can do that, but I think where you're at, which is very on the point, is this match probably doesn't touch 30 minutes no. uh, because you have all these matches on the show. You don't want to force anything. You have a title match on the show. You have Cody versus Black on the show, which will probably go a little bit longer. Um, so th- there's things to play with here. Uh, Would it be a dream that, yes, they don't do commercials, they give you 30 minutes of these two wrestling straight? That would be great. Absolutely. That would be the perfect scenario for us as fans. But I already know there's probably going to be complaints about, well, this never got to the point I want it to be. And it's not supposed to because it's exactly what you said. And I think comparing it to the utami shiri five-star match is brilliant it's a teaser it's a appetizer it's a treat to give you an idea of what they can do down the line because they will get their pay-per-view match one way or another i think they don't need the title i think that's how big this match is and i think if you don't want to go to a draw kenny winning is absolutely the choice because of what you said Danielson just came in from WWE he was in the main event of Wrestlemania earlier this year where he lost he lost you have to remember that it's not like he won Mm -hmm. he lost that match and then and then on Smackdown
0: he faced Roman Reigns and and he lost
1: so there's a certain and Danielson doesn't lose anything by losing that is what is great about him, mm-hmm. what's great about CM Punk. They don't lose any aura, nothing from losing. You have Kenny Omega beat him, maybe not with the one-winged angel, maybe you go a heel route to beat him,
0: mm-hmm.
1: to you know cheat Danielson out of a win to show maybe he wasn't the best wrestler that night, maybe he had to cheat to get the win, and that's how you build to another match. Down the line, though. Not, you know, next week, or the week after. Because I think whenever they wrestle again, you have to have that commercial-free, on-pay-per-view, in your, whether it be main event, whatever you want to do. Because those two will, I, I firmly believe those two will have a five-star match in them. Yeah. It's just not going to be on TV in a show that might see them maybe, maybe get the 20 minutes.
0: Yeah. I think overall, though, this entire week of Grand Slam, knock it like it's a pay per view. I was gonna, I was gonna do a baseball reference. A home run <laughs> for the for the tennis well, show. Tennis,
1: yeah, yeah. Well, the Grand Slam confuses a lot of people, including myself, who, you know, is more baseball than tennis. But hey, it's fine.
0: I someone made a great thing that the show could have should have been called Bash at the Ash. Which I that think been good. that would have been a that's a big miss, big, big, big foul ball from uh... I've, I've
1: almost called it Wrestle Grand Slam about seventy-five times.
0: <laughs> I don't blame you. I don't blame you. Well we're running out of time here real quickly, and I just wanna before we go, let's talk real quickly. Uh give our reviews, thoughts, and opinions on Ring of Honor's death before dishonor. Yeah, uh, we were hyping up this big last week. <laughs> yeah, we we're hyping up this big last week. And I don't know if it necessarily delivered. I don't know <laughs> if it necessarily delivered. Not a foul ball. I think there was some solid stuff in here, but I, I don't like think. There's some things. There's some I stuff in here. I didn't
1: like other things, but, you know.
0: Dalton Castle like... versus Eli Isom was your
1: opener here. I, I think thought it, was it, was I thought it, it was a good opener. I think it was a good opener. It did the job. Yeah. It was fine. Yeah. Um, the Honor Rumble, by the way. <laughs> you all, um, yeah. <laughs> we were right. <laughs> My mistake. Just... We just, nailed it.
0: Oh yeah, victory lap. I forgot I skipped our victory lap. We called Alex Zane winning that thing, coming out of nowhere and winning it. And we also like called like surprises. Caprice Coleman was in the match. I thought that he looked great, honestly, for yeah, he did. for what he was doing. Uh Shape but yeah of his life. Alex Zane, victory lap, baby. Yeah. Just wanted to get that in there.
1: Uh but yeah, the opener was fine. Uh, I think we talked about it last week. Isom's a guy they can build with. Yeah. And uh, I think he showed another, you know, step in there with a former ring of honor world champion and i think it also made sense for dalton castle
0: to win because now you get dalton castle versus dragon lee (laughs) excuse me for the television title it's something it's definitely something
1: that's weird
0: yeah Yeah. i think i think there's also weirdly potential that dalton castle will win that match (laughs) yeah with the whole roosh family situation uh Tyler Rust uh versus Jake at- sorry, Taylor Rust. I hate I hate these name changes. Taylor That's Rust horrible. versus Jake Atlas who after not after the match but following this pay-per-view uh announced that he is going to be retiring for the at least for the moment, wrestling retirement. Yeah, you never know. Uh retiring from professional wrestling. So this was probably the last big ma- was this his last match? I can see if it was the last match, but if this yeah, was I his last so. match uh it actually was. It was his last match potentially ever. Um I don't know, man. <laughs> it wasn't uh it's pretty shit. It was pretty, it shit. It was pretty
1: shit. It uh it had a couple moments, but I was, I thought these two could have done a lot better. Yeah. Um you know, because I think we agree they're good wrestlers. And I think Taylor Russell will be staying around. I think that's for sure. I think he makes a lot of sense in Ring of Honor. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it was. Uh... Uh, for me, it was
0: uh, an obvious NXT stuff for these guys uh, that were they got the WWE stink on them. I see Taylor Rust in here. First of all, these guys don't have chemistry together, and no. they don't have chemistry together. I, apparently, Jake Atlas could have people. There's whether or not people think he got injured at Effie's Big Gay Brunch is another thing that was thrown around. And Jake Atlas denies like injuries with concussion, but it, I would I would maybe would have said that because this match was really bad, dude. Uh, <laughs> uh, but also, I see the WWE Stink in Taylor Russ so much because him before WWE and him after are two different people, and I don't like the guy after. And I he needs to he'll get that stink up. He'll get it out. It he'll get time. it together. But it's just like put him in a match against Jonathan Gresham. He'll get it together. I don't know.
1: I don't know, man. I don't think you remember the Jonathan Gresham match that happened on this show.
0: (laughs) That's true. Six-man tag team match. Chris Dickinson, Homicide, Tony Deppin versus John Walters, Lee Moriarty, and LSG. Very good match. I thought this is a very, very good match. Uh, Lee
1: Moriarty's insane.
0: Lee Moriarty 100% would have gotten a Ring of Honor contract following this match. If not... Uh, if he did not sign, obviously, with AEW, which I don't know what I would prefer. Obviously, I want all these cool guys to get signed with AEW, but he would have been a huge deal in Ring of Honor too, and that would also have been great. But obviously, you know, money is probably money over in AEW land. Uh,
1: but, I, I don't... Uh, hear me out here. Sure. Do you think he might have been better off in Ring of Honor? Lee Moriarty? At least for the short term.
0: I think... The problem is that no, no one watches Ring of Honor. Yeah, right. Uh, and you'll get more eyes and get a lot of training um, yeah. in That's AEW. I think he. I think it would have been better for. I would say that it could. It would. Hmm. The problem is, <laughs> is he's already wrestled a lot of these guys. Yeah, because of the don't because of the Ring of Honor on TV indie stuff. is the
1: thing. Like I don't see him being on TV that much in aw for the next couple months like he'll yeah. he'll have like a couple on and off matches probably but he's gonna have the uh, hikaru shido her shida run on television oh so he's never gonna be on tv that's tough <laughs> That's tough. Uh, tough break man <laughs> tough and you know she's a former champion so i can't even imagine what happens to him uh no but i think he showed out here and i think that was a really good takeaway because even though he signed a contract he's still clearly hungry he's still willing to Prove himself, and he did that on the Ring of Honor stage, which you know, big credit to him. And uh, Violence Unlimited is you know, one of the best parts of one of the reasons to watch Ring of Honor, and I thought that made for a great uh match.
0: Matt Taven and Michael Bennett defeating the team of Jay and Mark Briscoe. Uh, I was kind of surprised that Jay and Mark Briscoe lost this match, but I also really like this match, it was very old school Ring of Honor, obviously, with the guys Mm -hmm. involved. Uh, and I thought this match definitely delivered I would say you know just slightly better than the six man in my opinion um uh, just a quarter star more but uh I thought this was very good very very good from these guys
1: yeah it was pretty good uh Mike Bennett's a lot better as a tag team wrestler yeah um, which showed here um, the briscoes are the briscoes you know you know where you're gonna go with them uh, I thought taven, had uh the confidence which i think he doesn't always have if that makes sense yeah um so that was a good sign too because i actually like matt taven um and it was good to see him actually have a match here that he could show out and you know have a good showing so that was good what's
0: the, the thing about taven and bennett is that they are great um they got, like, Sonata Syndrome in the sense that they're great tag team guys, but everyone wants to keep pushing them as single stars. But it's like, no, look, they're better as tag team guys. Mm-hmm. It's because they do have flaws, and the tag team helps fly. Well, Taven it. had
1: his run, at least, so, like, we don't have to worry about that. Oh, yeah, the, the run of the century with Matt Taven. Well, I don't blame him for being... Like, that was a terrible time for him to win the world title because of everything that happened in the Ring of Honor. Yeah. Like, hey... I don't blame him for the reason that that company was down the gutter for an entire year. Like, I think there was a lot of bad things going on there. Yeah. Yeah. Pure title match Josh Woods
0: versus Jonathan Gresham. 20 minutes, one second.
1: Oh, boy. Um, jo- Josh Woods should not wrestle 20 minutes. <sighs> yeah. This match, Uh, Jonathan Gresham did everything he could. (laughs) I want to put that out there. I don't. I
0: don't think this match was either of the guys' fault entirely. I think it's one hundred percent the booking. They wanted to present these guys as equals, which makes sense with the title change that was coming, but it just did not work. They're not equals. You get the false. You get the finish where Gresham wins, and then he wants to redo it.
1: It was so clunky. Like there was so much stopping and starting. Uh the rope breaks were really bothering me. Cuz like, what I like in my team. wrestling matches are stopping the match entirely and restarting it. Yeah, that always goes so well. Uh, yeah, I just I had high hopes for it because I think Gresham can work miracles with certain people and I think he's, you know, just one of the best. Mm-hmm. It, Just wasn't the pure ring of honor title booking that Gresham's been having up until this point, and that's what hurt it the most. Extremely disappointing in this match.
0: I still think it was fine, like, I still think there was solid wrestling. I mean, it's Jonathan Gresham, so I
1: think it's still brought his A game. The but result was, is what mattered because I think I'm getting what I'm, I want it. So it's okay.
0: I think you also called this. Uh, I was, I was like, I don't know. And I think you called this. So we'll get to your victory lap too. Uh, ring of honor world six man tag team title match with Shane Taylor promotions, con Moses and replacing Shane Taylor in the match. O'Shea Edwards, big stepping out moment for him mm. um, versus the team of dragon Lee and Kenny King and La bestia del ring. <laughs> um with shane taylor retaining the titles
1: i'm gonna openly say i probably like this way more than normal people and i think part of it's dragon lee bias because i just think he's awesome Mm -hmm. and like anytime he was in the ring i was into it uh khan's awesome i told you man he's so good like he's he's so good good. uh it it wasn't like this ring classic you Mm you There's probably a conversation to be had that uh the six man earlier in the night was better. But for me, I just liked the chaos that came with it. Um and I think Shane Taylor promotions, like we said last week, it has been a great add to this company. And you know, Khan's a star, man, Dragon Lee's a star. Like those two are the shining stars to be said a la bestie is hilarious because he's just this old man that got a contract because of his son yeah (laughs) which is great and now his son can't even wrestle there because of who knows why there's rumors about that um, I do like I, that the story of
0: this match is we're going to uh, injure Shane Taylor so he can't be in the match. I was like, oh, so real life coming to play here.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I, yeah, Dragon Lee, um, he's great, and he was uh, him and Khan had some. It was I enjoyed it for what it was.
0: Yeah, uh, I, Shane Taylor promotions are great. I think they're great. I, I you know how much I love them. I love that this is the kind of way that they freebirded themselves into O'Shea having the title. I agree. Because that opened Shane Taylor to go off into something. And you, mm-hmm. you we've talked about this last week. We're not I'm not a huge Shane Taylor guy. I think he's great with the promotion around him. But now he I think he's kind of figured th- some things out. I'm intrigued now to see him go into probably TV title world, TV title land. Uh, yeah. Maybe a world title match or something. I, I'm very I see CM versus seeing.
1: Dragon Lee. That would make a lot of sense based off this alone.
0: Yeah, if Dalton Castle doesn't win it, then we'll get Shane Taylor versus Dragon Lee. Or even, you know, shit, like I said, Shane Taylor versus Bandito. I think that could be interesting as well. Um, Ring of Honor Women's World Title Match. Uh, the end of the tournament, the finals, the titles on the line. Roxy wins it versus Miranda Alizé. I would say, arguably, match of the
1: night. This was my match of the night. It wasn't even close. I thought the story they were able to tell was really good. I thought, you know, Miranda Alize and Roxy both turned up the game to the point where you know you're trying to establish this division. You're trying to do your best to establish that, and the best way to do that is have a title match that solidifies it. Yeah. And I thought, you know, these two coming into the show, people have heard of them, but their names are very new for anyone that, you know, not checking out ring of honor and the fact that they were able to do what they did in mm-hmm. telling the story. I thought it was fantastic. Um, I think Alize and Roxy are two great women to build around for this division uh, long-term uh, my hopes of Masha Slamovich going to ring of honor seem to be over um, based off of a Sean Ross sap report. Um, that she is on her way to impact, uh, oh, which is a big ad for them. Yeah. Um, but I think, you know, you, they're trying to establish Roxy. I picked as the champion. I was right. Um, I think she is the, you know, the prodigy name. She is the perfect person to build this division around because she is very good. As is Alice a, who hits really hard. I was like stunned at some things she was doing. Both really good. There's Chelsea
0: Green, who seems to already set the set themselves up as the next challenger. Do you think Chelsea Green wins the title off of Roxy?
1: If she does, then Ring of Honor is just back where they were with the Woman of Honor division. Like that. That's that's my opinion because you take a massive step back after doing this tournament. To establish Roxy, establish, establish Alize. If you instantly put the title on Chelsea Green just for the name value, you, you're just mess. You're you're hurting yourself. You're, you basically throw away the entire tournament.
0: Yes. Ring of Honor World Title Four Corner Survival Elimination Match. Bandito retains the title against the likes of Brody King, Demonic Flamita, and EC3. Who, man, buddy, EC3. Get Hit hit the road. Hit the bricks, you know?
1: Get the... I got it!
0: Hit the the bricks, man. I
1: wish it was just Bandito versus Brody King.
0: EC3 is a shadow of his former self. And even his former self wasn't, like, the greatest wrestler in the world. So, he was not great in this match.
1: I need to know what happened to him. That he had to do all, like, this control-the-narrative shit and... uh, like, I need to know what happened to him. Did someone, like, was someone really mean to him? And I was like, dude, you uh, you need to, you know, change the entire face of wrestling by doing these shitty uh, movie matches. Like uh, Control you- your narrative feels like something Vince
0: McMahon told him once. <laughs>
1: <laughs> like, we should have known. The moment he stepped into Impact and pretty much failed there, he was doomed yeah. Because Impact was the place everyone wanted him back in. He went there, had that crappy TV crappy movie match with Moose and then disappeared and went to ring of honor of all places, a place that doesn't fit who he is as a wrestler at all, because they are very work rate based and Oh oh boy. uh, Those three were wrestling circles around him in this match.
0: EC three would be great
1: in ring of honor pre pandemic. Yeah, he'd be he'd be really good. He'd probably be world champion actually. Yeah, pre-pandemic, you know, before they decided to be good again.
0: Yeah, but now it's it, he doesn't fit, and I don't know where he fits. And it, right now, it looks like he's gonna fit fighting Braun he Strowman probably, he, on he, he, Fight TV.
1: Yeah, that's about the only place he fits because I don't have to watch it.
0: But besides that, I thought Demonic Volminto was good. I thought Band- mm. I thought all, all the, once EC3 was out of the match in eight minutes, we got the if rest of this. If you could take this.
1: that out. It was a very good
0: match. I would agree. I think Brady King did a great job. I think Flamita did a great job. Uh, I it was there was a botch in there which between Flamita and Bandito, which yep. like they made up for, but then they redid the spot and it didn't make any sense. Yeah. Um, but it was also weird seeing them work together just based on storyline. Yeah. So that was incoherent, but uh, work rate was good storyline st-
1: king down dude you gotta take him out i guess
0: but it was like this this guy you hated so now you're working to him i don't know this just seems weird that i don't know and then flossing like why is demonic flamita flossing i don't know it seems weird to me uh but besides I, I yeah so besides that i think the story stuff is kind of incoherent but i think the work rate once you get past the EC ec3 stuff got better mm-hmm. um and I'm just happy to see Bandido win, and I, I don't yeah. think it was a question for him to lose this match. And I, I imagine you probably would rather talk about the post match stuff.
1: Jonathan Gresham, baby, it's time. It's it's been time, but it it's time. It's time that he finally rises to the top of Ring of Honor. Um, I think I think it's been a long time coming. I think you know him be him helping running the women's division shouldn't stop them from making him world champion no. i think everyone agrees he's the best wrestler in ring of honor by a solid amount he is the reason a lot of people still are willing to even pay attention to ring of honor mm-hmm. and i think if you make him world champion long term that is brilliant and i already pitched my idea you know next year is the 20th anniversary show Jonathan Gresham, Ring of Honor World Title against I don't know Brian Danielson makes a lot of sense. <laughs> 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 oh, I'm 20th getting twentieth anniversary show like that's a <laughs> big deal. I'm getting um, the vapors. I'm getting the vapors was, over uh, here. You know if it's not Danielson, uh, a certain Chris Hero, uh, there's the <laughs> where, number. Where of, is that guy? What to There There's a number of you know like these superstar yeah. alumni that you bring in but of course the dream match is Gresham Danielson title or not. But I think that would just be like something that ring of honor could do. And Danielson probably has like this insane contract where they're like, yeah, you can do whatever the hell you want.
0: (laughs) Yo, but also forbidden door open to ring of honor. We talked about it before. There's gotta be, are we going to get there at some point? Who knows? Uh, Man, I, we talked about it last time. We said we also kind of semi-victory lap. We said that Jonathan Gresham would be a great challenger for Bandito. We talked about he loses the Pure title, goes on to make the entire promotion Pure by going and winning the World title against Bandito. That promo I, was a giveaway. I love Bandito. I love Bandito. I do too. But transition champ city here, baby. And I don't, I don't think he's a bad transition champion. But Gresham, you got to put the title on Gresham. You got to put the title on Gresham. Yeah, I don't know, it, I don't know what's gonna happen, but. I, I don't even know if that dream scenario of Brian Jansen coming in is going to happen, but that that's goddamn nice alone. What? A, what? Fee- a That's the problem. And that's the good's great right now. Feasible. Totally you possible. Know,
1: if, if Gresham were to win, they'd probably do uh, Gresham versus Lethal, truthfully. But which would make a lot of sense because yeah. Lethal's been there forever. Yeah, I just, you know, fantasy booking idea. That would be great. But no matter what, in the end... I think him losing the title to Josh Woods is simply to free him up to win the ring of honor world championship, which long overdue you have him wear that title around to the GCW shows that he's doing to all these independent shows, make people notice, Oh, this guy, this incredible professional wrestler is the world champion of here. Oh, ring of honor. I remember ring of honor. Like those are the little things that happen, and, uh, and he's going. He's going to be part of the New Japan show soon, so that also, you know, you see this guy repping. That would be great.
0: Uh, I also talked about it. Jonathan Grisham, I think, has potential to win that Brian Danielson Award. We're speaking of Brian Danielson. I think he has all the potential to win the uh, Wrestling Observer Brian Danielson Award, for best technical wrestler of the year. I think it's oh, Josh Woods being the slight asterisk on the, on the, on the rain. Um, there we go. Death before dishonor, but there was stuff we liked. There's a lot of stuff we didn't like, but I there think
1: certainly some dishonor on there.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I think you gotta watch the women's match. I think yeah. you, uh, maybe watch the six, both six man tags. Maybe, um, <laughs> so you gotta see
1: Bestia de la ring. Uh huh. Just... Well, you got <laughs> it.
0: You gotta see the. He's the best in the ring. I mean, you gotta see the match. He's the best of the ring. Yeah. Uh, plugs plugs let's end the show out we've gone over we keep going uh, over.
1: yeah we stopped doing that huh? we, were on, we were on we're doomed, we to were on track we were fair
0: yeah well, that's true we <laughs> were on track for a while and then we went then we went super long in our grand slam talk yeah i well, probably should have suspected we were going to talk about rampage well, next week I think we that's
1: got g1 grand slam five star five star finals oh boy all right well i'm gonna wrap of whatever up else happens. plugs <laughs> uh, you can follow me on twitter at scott e wrestling uh you can check out my articles at last word on sports mm-hmm. voices of wrestling daily ddt fight game media I will say also inside the ropes because I actually want to write there again. It's just a matter of when, because I do a lot. So yeah, yeah definitely check out the first couple of voices wrestling, you know, usually once a week at least. And the uh, last word is more than probably should be because I am a busy. Something. <laughs> I was going to say busy beaver, but I don't want to beaver. I was going to say terrible. busy. Why not busy? Just too busy
0: boy I'm a busy boy. No, bi-
1: because then then you might hear boy and think jungle boy. Another rant that I just want the show to.
0: Fine. Busy baby of a busy baby. That's why I said that. That's why I said yesterday. I was like, oh, man, I'm too much of a busy baby today. <laughs> match of the week. What was your match of the week? Oh,
1: my match of the
0: week. Uh, you said you, be- you said before the show that you were going to do this on the fly.
1: So there's a. Pro- so here's my problem. Mm-hmm. I told myself. That I will not repeat promotions. <laughs> oh, so, so 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 to live up to that, I'm oh, not okay. gonna re- I'm not gonna repeat a promotion this week because I'm gonna probably want to say Stardom next week. So fair enough. Fair <laughs> I already enough. said it last week. So I have to go against the grain and praise a certain Tomohiro Ishii, which is like against my everything. Uh, <laughs> But Shingo Takagi versus Tomohiro Ishii in the day one main event of the G1 Climax A Block, I thought it was fantastic. I know a lot of people were tossing around match of the year. I am not. I think it was just a very, very great wrestling match. Another great Shingo Takagi match, which I think is the biggest theme here. And I think it. Went above the normal Ishi match, which is what I look for in Ishi matches. Mm-hmm. If he goes above that and they tell a story, which they did, of you know they just beat the living bleep out of each other, and like you could tell throughout, I thought it was great.
0: I'm in the same boat. I that was going to be my match of the week as well. But maybe should we try to have the? I don't know if we should have the nah, same.
1: Yo, this is worth. That's time. fine. I could, I have we a second. I get,
0: I have a second one I could do if you'd like.
1: Is it involving Minoru Suzuki?
0: No, it is Evil versus Yoshihashi. (laughs) Night (laughs) Night 2 of the G1 Climax. Who would have thunk? Who would have thunk? Look, look. Ishii Ishii versus uh, 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 Shingo is actually the the better match, in my opinion. And I'm glad you gave Ishii his flowers here, because I think he did a good job. Uh, The classic, classic Ishii stuff and Shingo in there as well. But... Uh, but uh, to, to avoid doing the same thing, look, guys, look, guys, I know I'm, I know I sound crazy here, but hear me out. Hear me out. Evil versus Yoshihashi was great. <laughs> it was great ass. I watched it this morning. It was a great match. They got history. They got, um, they just little, little heat, not like garrote wiring, not like ball kicks, not like constant heat the entire time. It was like they had a match. Right, and then there's like some like there's a referee's distract referee distraction where Yoshihashi gets six a uh, six fall count, uh, six count fall that's the word, and then uh, we do some more stuff, and then you know more it's like everything leads to wrestling. Yoshihashi looked really good. He did like um, he did like a pump handle neck breaker, where he like you know he put he puts the other guy's opponent through his legs and like puts the other guys like, you know, and it's like, I forget what the move is called, but he picks up a guy and, like pump handle, slams him down kind of, but he basically did it into like a backbreaker, knee neckbreaker move. It looked devastating. Nice. And evil on evil. And nice. I was like, that was like, wow. that looked great. So, uh, check that match cool. out. And trust me, I'm not, I'm not, trust me guys. I'm not crazy. Don't listen to the last happy hour episode where I go crazy. Um, go check that out, Happy Hour. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Ryan Nightsey. You can figure out how to spell that last name. Happy Hour is the podcast, I should do. I should probably say what that is. It's other podcast we do. Scotty will eventually be on there, but we have to figure out a Friday recording date. Yeah, um, I'm I'm bad on Thursday, so I gotta I gotta record. No, I don't I don't blame you. I don't blame you. Um, but uh, if you want to support the show, you can become a Count family member by going to countout dot com forward slash membership. And become a five dollar a month member, um, and there you get some cool stuff. Uh, maybe we should probably put some stuff in there as well. I just don't know what that is. Might be maybe it's me drinking Mountain Dew and eating donuts. I don't know. I don't have anything. I, I actually have a thing in there. Where I drink Mountain Dew, so that's what it is. If you like me, if you like me eating food and talking about food, there's a podcast in there where I did with Mikey where we uh, we were Mountain Dew Somaliers, where we paired Mountain Dew different Mountain Dew flavors with different f- versions of fast food. Uh, you would be surprised what actually goes great together. And there are some things that actually go great together the entire time. So go become a member today and you can hear that ep- podcast episode there. Um, member twitch.tv forward slash count out. If you want to get right now in the store and merch store on Countout, we got Ringpost ring post radio stickers. So you can go pick up a sticker there. A little square, little sticker there. And go pick yeah. that up. Um, yeah and uh yeah i think that's all the kind of the plugs we have today we've gone super over so we'll see you next week when we go super over like we are on wrestling we're always you super should over. call
1: us adam cole baby
0: this has been a
1: count out podcast hi guys this is lauren